howdy do who fans and welcome to the big blue box podcast happy new year my name is gary and my name is adam and welcome to episode 294 one day i shall come back yes i shall come back until then there must be no regrets no tears no anxieties just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that i am not mistaken in mine our lives are different to anybody else's that's the exciting thing nobody in the universe can do what we're doing I've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow, so the TARDIS should be free of the force field now. You may be a doctor, but I'm the doctor. The definite article, you might say. The trouble with time travel is, one never seems to find the time. Change, my dear. And it seems on a moment too soon. Unlimited rice pudding, etc., etc. I am the doctor! For now, for this moment, I am the doctor again. The ground beneath our feet is spinning at a thousand miles an hour. And the entire planet is hurtling around the sun at 67,000 miles an hour, and I can feel it. We're falling through space, you and me. People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect, but actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. I could be a curator. I'd be great at curating. I'd be the great curator. <laughs> I could retire. Yeah. I'm the doctor. I've lived for over 2,000 years, and not all of them were good. I've made many mistakes, and it's about time that I did something about that. Bit of adrenaline, dash of outrage, and a hint of panic knitted my brain back together. I know exactly who I am. I'm the Doctor. Sorting out fair play throughout the universe. Hey, 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 who fans? Welcome back to the show for 2021. The first one, dude, of a new year. I can't believe it's 2021. <laughs> Literally, I still can't quite get my head around that. Yeah. I was thinking the other day, I'm thinking, I'm trying to figure out what happened in March when all the lockdown stuff went crazy. And I thought, hold on, it's nearly March again. Yeah, it won't be, won't What's going be long. On? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because nothing feels different. That's the thing. It's like you think, yeah, it's a new year. It's a new year. <laughs> um, nothing's changed. <laughs> Nothing at all, mate. No, waiting for something. I don't know what I'm waiting for, but yeah. waiting for a spark of inspiration, mm. something to kick in. Yeah, something good to happen. Yeah, but we're all good though. Powering through. Hope you guys Indeed. are all good. Our listeners. Hope you've all had a good Christmas and a new year. We had a lovely break, didn't we? Oh, two weeks. Yes. Lovely break. I think we need to do that. I listen to quite a few other podcasts and uh, the regularity is um, is fairly solid for a few of them. But I know another another few, uh, not just Doctor Who, but some other podcasts and they, uh, they do it in seasons where they do like a block of six weeks and have six weeks off or they do like once a month or whatever. So it's not too bad. But when you and I have done it, pretty much, let's have a look at the schedule. I think we did it for Crikey in 20, 2020. Let's have a look. We had one, two, three. F- well, yeah, we had we had two weeks off of the whole of 2020. That's not including the Christmas break. 
So when we got to the end of last year, we were like, crikey, man, this is going to be good. I know I'm not sure about you, mate, but when I got to 293 at the end, I was like, wow, that was a slog through 2020. I really needed the break. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a long old year. It was good, though. We had uh, we, we we reviewed some some cracking stuff for who last year. It was good. Yeah, but, I remember when you first, when we when I first joined the podcast, and, you, and I said, "So what is it? What should we do? Monthly or you're like weekly, mate? Weekly?" I'm like, "What? How the hell are we going to re- record every week? I'm not going to be able to do that." Um, but we, yeah, we mostly manage it, don't we? Um, hmm. I mean, in between work and stuff, it could be cool. Obviously, at the minute, as we're in complete lockdown. That kind of makes it easier. Uh, well, easier for me because actually you work from home anyway. So True. I get. Yeah. Uh, so I guess you're you're kind of always at home. But uh, for me, I'm stuck at home. So I was thinking, well, shouldn't have any problems recording the podcast at the minute because I can't go anywhere. <laughs> I'm trapped. <laughs> so it's exactly just, that, mate. Yeah. 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 I just feel like I'm sat on the sofa and slowly. It's like there's a, there's a balloon under my, my T-shirt and it's just getting bigger. I think it's like someone's... Because I am just sat watching TV, eating, drinking, because we we're not allowed to do anything at the minute. Oh, we can't go out. We're not allowed to talk to anyone or see anyone. It's uh, yeah. Well, we are allowed to talk to people. Sorry, that's exaggeration. On the phone. But we're not allowed to... We're not supposed to leave the house. And um, I, I'm finding it far too easy to just sit and watch TV and eat and drink all day. I tell you, I've got to start doing something <laughs> I won't be doing push-ups, though. I can't. I don't know how people can do those. I can't do that sort of exercise, but, yeah. Even I, just minute, going just, out for a walk for half well, an I hour. I only get as good. far as the post box. I get to, to my to my <laughs> letterbox. I mean, I get as far as the end of to where the letterbox is. Any post today? Any Doctor Who goodies are right? No. And then I walk back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but isn't that just the end of your garden path, though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think listeners were expecting when you said the post box as in like down the road, but no, no it's sorry, just, I yeah. meant post uh, letterbox. Your le- oh, right, right. letterbox, yeah, at the end of my, at the end of the well, about yeah, a stone's throw from my front door. That's amazing. I can just imagine that you're getting back, walking in, and like, wow, collapsing. Oh god, that's no me for today. Done enough. <laughs> yeah. Can't be doing everything, can I? Jesus, <laughs> yeah. that's me. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. So it's not too far from the truth. That's the scary thing. It's terrible. Oh man. But yes, I, we both honestly hope that uh, with all that's going on, uh, you guys have had a decent break. And if you're back to work or you're not back to work or whatever you're doing, that you're all good and uh, rested up and, and all healthy and safe is the main thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a new year, 2021. So we have got a couple of changes to the show. Just want to mention that before we crack on. So over the years, Adam and I have pretty much stuck to the same formula really since we got going where we would go through uh we talk about what we've been up to and then we'd go through the whole merch section do merch corner and then we would do uh, so we would do the news land the tardis do the news go through merch corner and then we would get on to our review towards the end of the show so what we're going to do we're going to chop out a couple of bits because we've just noted over the past i don't know well for that same time really last year or so a couple of years that our shows are quite long in fact you know our shows are typically around two hours i think our shortest show is around an hour and 40 minutes hour and 35 something like that and uh, looking through i don't want to get too geeky but looking through analytics and numbers and stuff like that it's clear that the kind of two hour mark is just a stretch too long for 
um, for for some listeners, and uh, we've got people like skipping around, like cutting out sections and stuff like that. So we're just going to trim it up a bit. We're going to uh, get the spanner out, tighten up the spokes, and and trim it down a little bit. So the first casualty of 2021, unfortunately, is uh, Dalek Tat is no longer with us. We're not going to do Merch oh. Corner anymore. <laughs> oh dear. He didn't take it well, did he? Well, I'd like to think that we we gave him a good home for a, for a few years and kept him under control because I think if we hadn't have done that, then the situation would have been a lot worse than what happened in Revolution of the Daleks. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so we kept him under control. We gave him a good home. And yeah. If anyone wants to know what the goodbye was like between Gary and Dalek Tat, um, just watch the scene in Resurrection of the Daleks where Davidson pushes a Dalek out of a top floor <laughs> window. It was very, very similar to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd like to say that it was we had an embrace and everything was, you know, there's like some lovely music in the background and there was a tear shed. But no, I, I think um, basically what happened was it was like, mate, you know, we're making some changes. It was a bit like that scene at the end of in, An Adventure in Space and Time at the end with, with Hartnell, you know, when he goes in to see... Um, uh, What's his name? The director. Oh no! First name forget of the year. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Sydney Newman. Sydney Newman. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and he goes in to see Sydney, and he's like, "Yeah, we're making some changes, and you're not part of the change, I'm afraid." So yeah, it was kind of like that. I was like, "Mate, we're making some changes. We're not going to do merch corner anymore, so you're not really needed anymore." And I thought, you know, his eye stalk was going to go down to the floor and going to have a little moan, but. I think he, I've never seen him as happy, to be honest with you. No, he, he was pretty yeah. quick to get out of there, to be fair. Yeah, he went straight off, got his little TARDIS suitcase. I don't know what's in it. And <laughs> uh, before I could say goodbye, the door was shut. Yeah. I was like, all right then, mate. Nice knowing you. So that was it. So we're going to chop Merch Corner. and uh, But we're not going to stop talking about merch. We're just going to, you know, if one of us has picked up a cool bit of merch or whatever, or we've noticed something amazing then uh, we'll mention it in the intro waffle. But other than that, we're going to chop that section. And then in terms of news, instead of doing, you know, lots of little bits, we're just going to limit it to sort of one or two main main news stories to cover. Anything else we'll discuss on the socials or on the Discord or something like that. And then we'll get on to our review. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll, uh, we've, we'll tighten it up and give you a shorter, a bit of a shorter show. And uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Moving from... Starting from today, this week. You know our review is going to be about two hours long now, don't you? Once, once we start chewing the fat. I was going to say, but, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> one o'clock, we'll still be here. And you, then you'll have to edit it. <laughs> yeah. Because actually, normally, we just let it flow, don't we? It's like you'll just put the podcast out pretty much as we record it. So we have a couple of little nips, nips and tucks here and there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's been a strange old time, dude, for, for Doctor Who. It's been... um. I know it's been Christmas and New Year and everything, but up until I think it was Monday, it's been extremely quiet for who, other than the New Day, the New Year's um, special, Revolution, of course. Uh, during my two weeks off before that, I didn't do anything, Doctor Who, mate. Did you do anything? Did you not? No. Did you? Oh, yes. Well, I did. Yeah, I, I kind of, um, yeah, yeah, I did. I, did. Um, I mean, the, the, the trailer for Revolution has been blasted out. Like, it's nice to see that, that the BBC actually... Giving it some good, but I mean, it was on the 
even I was, I mean, I loved it the first time I saw it, but even I was getting a bit sick of it by uh, sort of Christmas Eve. It's like, Doctor Who returns, New Year's. I was like, yes, we know. Was it? But uh, yeah, so at least they were giving it a good bit of promotion. But yeah, no, I've taken the time to um, to go back and watch some of the Christmas specials um, because that I realised that a lot of them during the Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi era, I've only watched them once, uh, literally just watched them on the aired. And um, I think there's a, couple that i watched that we haven't reviewed like time of the doctor the last matt smith one uh, that's the one i've only watched once when i was really drunk on christmas day so i went back and i, I was re-watching one and, and stuff like husbands of river song which is one that i can't stand so i was thinking <laughs> right let's let's give let's give the ones i really don't like another go and see if they're as bad as i saw and let's watch the ones that i've only watched once and find out why i've only watched this one so i was blitzing through a couple of the christmas specials and um and even the ones like Husbands, which I still don't think is very good, I think now I've stepped back from it. You know, I kind of enjoyed it in a way. I mean, I, I don't. I think it's a dreadful special. But there was like a beautiful scene at the end with River and stuff. And I know we've reviewed it, so I'm not sort of spoiling anything. Uh, so I watched Husbands of River Song. I watched The Snowmen, uh, the Matt Smith one. Have we reviewed that? I think we have. I think so. Yeah. I'm just being careful what I say in case we haven't. I watched Runaway Bride. And uh, and I watched Time of the Doctor last Matt Smith one, and um, yeah, it's a bit inspired by the Who Addicts because they've been doing the same. They've been like going through and rewatching some of the Christmas specials. And I, because I was supposed to be away this Christmas, I hadn't even put the tree up. And um, <laughs> I sort of got about a week before Christmas. I thought, come on, you're stuck at home. Let's get into the spirit. You know, I was sort of I was feeling a bit bar humbug, and I thought, no, come on, let's get the tree up. Let's get a bit of tinsel up. Let's get some dot two christmas special and i'll tell you what i actually felt really christmasy over christmas with that um so i yeah i really enjoyed revisiting some of those uh, i won't say too much because we haven't reviewed all of them and um i've been listening to masterful the big finish um celebration of of the master uh, which has just been released uh, that's really good fun it's uh, sort of three parts about an hour each um and it's got uh, all the masters coming together in one story, which you might think would be a bit crowded, <laughs> but it, it really works. It's, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a really fun listen. Really enjoyed that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've, I've just done lots of some live streams and I've been watching a lot of YouTube and stuff, but yeah, quite, quite a bit of Doctor Who over the last couple of weeks. Hmm. Yeah. I've watched lots of um, <clears throat> classics as well. I'm just trying to think. because obviously it's been probably three weeks since we last recorded. I watched like the mind robber, uh, which I haven't watched for ages. Um, I watched Re Resurrection of the Daleks, the Peter Davison one, which is a story I love, but it's not it's but, not one for Christmas, is no, it? No, not at all. I, it's really <laughs> downbeat. I, I mean, I, I, I've seen it loads of times. It's not like I should have been surprised, but I watched The Mind Robber the night before thinking, oh, that was so much fun. That's such a charming story. And it fitted really in with the sort of Christmassy feel of everything I was going through that week of just watching things and... And then, yeah, I thought, oh, I know, Resurrection of the Daleks. I like that one. Let's get that on. And by the end of it, when Tegan left, I was like, God, I feel quite depressed. That was just a, <laughs> so much killing in it. It's unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, I've been watching lots of Who, listening to a bit of Big Finish. And, um, yeah, I've been feeling quite sort of uh, quite festive, really. So, yeah. And obviously then that led quite nicely into um, Revolution. I'm going to keep getting the title wrong. Revolution of the Daleks, mm. yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Even, oh, you know, even tweeting about it, I kept putting the wrong title. And you can't edit on Twitter. And the amount of times <laughs> I would send it and they go, oh, no, I put the wrong lemon. Oh, and I'd delete the tweet, but people had already liked it. It amazes me how quickly some people can like a tweet. Like sometimes I'll send it and it's liked as soon as I send it. And I think, how is that possible? Yeah. <laughs> some people um, just live on 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 twitter but I, yeah, yeah but i mean literally i will send it and it goes lights and like whoa mm-hmm. amazing but um yeah the amount of times i've sent the wrong title out on a tweet and just been like oh no mm-hmm. <laughs> or autocorrect has changed it no I read you. yeah so yeah i've had i've had a good couple of weeks of who stuff i mean that's you know being stuck indoors obviously has not been like us to do but um i think i've done other stuff as well i've really been blitzing through like the you know watching lots of who and stuff because mm-hmm. there's nothing else to do yeah oh no, and i've watched yeah. the mandalorian not who related but god i loved that i oh, watched the awesome. second series yeah. of Mandalorian. wow yeah so not to go off topic but god that was another great thing that i loved during this lockdown mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. yeah well i think that's the reason why i didn't watch any doctor who really other than the, were- the new year's because i had so much tv and other things to catch up on yeah that i've not been watching other than um the mandalorian and stuff but bit of a, a a big Tolkien fan so I got the new Lord oh, of the Rings yeah, and the Hobbit yeah. um 4k stuff the extended editions and they're like 19 hours long each I was gonna say that must so, have taken three weeks to yeah. watch just those <laughs> yeah so a lot of that to watch there's a couple of things on Netflix I need to catch up on and yeah so I, I, I did watch a quite a bit of TV and films and stuff but sadly no not no Doctor Who just had loads of other stuff to to get on with yeah yeah uh, I did listen to Masterful though yeah, you like that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good list on that. And the, the good thing about that was, uh, like you said, it had the potential to be a bit crowded a little bit. Um, but no, it was it was really well done, actually. And yeah. Um, yeah, if you want to check out our sort of further thoughts, we have got a review on it on the website at the moment. Mark Mark did that a few days ago. Um, but yeah, no, it's a good, it is a good story, actually. I hope they do more, because you can kind of sense it's leading into... Uh, something else in the future and I know that we've got the the Eric Roberts master set I think yeah. that's this year I'm pretty sure it is it is I saw yeah it and yeah. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure we're going to get some other stuff with Missy um, based on that story as well moving forward so yeah anyone that's not listened to it it's a good little it's not too long either is it well, it's, so. no, I mean, I, I listened to it <clears throat> a part each, so part one, part two, part three, hmm. and um, I broke it up over a couple of days, because um, otherwise, I, when I'm listening to Big Fish, I don't know about you, I start doing things, and then I sort of zone out a little bit, so I was sort of concentrating on it. Um, but it's great, for anyone who doesn't, doesn't know, it's got all the, you know, some masters in it, so there's John Sims in it, uh, Mrs. in it, obviously, you've got some of the classic masters, um, Jeffrey Beavers, um, John Coleshaw's doing... Well, actually, he's doing Chameleon, but he also does... He does Ainley's uh, That's it, Master. Ainley, Ainley's Master. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, you've got all the Masters. You've even got ones from Big Finish. Like I said, you've got Eric Roberts as well. Uh, he's very... I'm, you know what? I mean, he, he he's a bit cheesy, but he plays <laughs> up to that cheese, and I actually think it works really well mm-hmm. on Big Finish. Like, uh, some people will say, oh, but he was rubbish. No, I think he works very well in that. Um, you've got Mark Gatiss as the Master... There's loads. I mean, it is jam-packed yeah. of ma- all the masters, but yeah, it's good. It's good, yeah, and uh, it's worth it just for the the kind of weird, not weird, but the very um, 
strange pairing of Eric Roberts master and Jeffrey Beavers. Um, yes, yeah, strange, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it really is an interesting listen, but it's a good listen. I don't think you'll be disappointed. So if 2021 is the year you wanted to jump into Big Finish, and we still get loads of questions about that every... Oh, even the other day, yeah, yeah all prob- the time. Every month or every week even, I would say, we still get people saying, is this, fin- um, is this story from Big Finish worth a listen? Should I be listening to Big Finish? Where should I start Where, with you Big know, Finish? Oh, that's the one I can never answer. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but if you wanted to dive into something that's fairly, you know, you don't you don't need to have listened to a bucket load of Big Finish before this or anything like that. So uh, it's a good one, especially if you like the character of the master. It's it's right your up your alley. So I, I ordered this at the eleventh hour, mate, I, as well because um, with money being a bit tight with the current situation as well, because it's I was thinking. So there's two versions in there, standard edition, and then there's like a special edition, which is about 40 quid. Mm. Um, I think the standard's 20 quid or something like that. So I was, I was like, oh, I can't afford it. I really mustn't. I really must. <laughs> and I, I kept thinking about all the big finish I'd got that I hadn't listened to yet. I was like, no, I'm going to be good. I'm not not giving in. I can't, can't afford it this month. And then I was in bed, and it was midnight the night before it got released because big finish were tweeting it. And I thought to myself, Oh no! If I don't order it now, you have to pay postage once it gets released, and and the price goes up. And I thought, oh, if I want it for that pre-order price with free postage, I've got to order it now. And I literally ordered it on midnight the night before it got released. Oh, <laughs> I dude. like caved at the last. <laughs> I was literally in bed, about to go to sleep, and it was midnight. And I thought, no, shall I? I put the phone down, went to go to sleep. Thought, no, I'm going to get it, and I just ordered it like at the last minute. But I'm glad I did. It's um, it is a lot of fun. And uh, my friend was saying, oh, which did you get the standard edition? I'm like, this is me, as if I would ever <laughs> order a standard edition. Of course I got the limited edition. You know you know what I'm like. Well, that was going to be my next thing. I, was, I assume Shit. you got the, you know, in of for a course. penny, in for a pound. Just go for it. If you're going to order oh, it, I'm then. going for it, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Just get the special edition. Because they're normally in these nice book sort of um, formats. Yeah. And they, they're normally really, really nice. And, and the artwork on it is fantastic. Uh, the cover's gorgeous, so yes, of course I caved <laughs> at the eleventh hour, so to speak. Yeah, that's cool, though, dude. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that's um. So you've done a lot more than me, obviously. I haven't done any. Uh, oh, I've been diving right into the this, yeah. yeah. But no, it's good that you uh you kicked back, though, dude. Got some hooing. It's good. Okay, shall we? Uh, shall we land this and uh, and get some news rocking? Indeed. So hot off the heels of the uh, festive special, it was a bit of a surprise announcement oh. at the end. I thought it was going to be a trailer because the announcer spoke during the credits, didn't they? Saying, mm. and stay tuned for a special treat, Doctor Who fans. Like, oh, is it going to be a little trailer already? But no. Yeah, well, I, I suppose thought, in a yeah. way, but yeah. I thought, oh, here we go. Series yeah. 13 trailer or a little even if it's a little teaser, because little the Bieber not shy of putting out teasers. When they did the Captain Jack one, it was literally like seven and a half seconds. So I was like, <laughs> if that. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, it could be, a, could be a teaser. But no, we have a new companion announced joining the TARDIS team, joining the FAM, or the, the now defunct departed FAM, uh, for Series 13. And it's none other than stand-up comedian John Bishop. Bishop, yeah. 
which was right out of left field, this one. Now, I don't know what your thoughts are on this, mate, but I was actually quite looking forward to having just the one companion Doctor I Team. Was. I was, yeah, I must admit. Yeah, that's not going to be wrong. I don't, I don't want to kick off the news with being a negative ninny or anything like that, but that was just my, my genuine thought. I was like, okay, which we'll come on to later. You know, they've trimmed down the, the, the TARDIS team. It was a bit crowded, as we've mentioned over the last couple of years. So I was looking forward to just having a, a good old Doctor and Companion thing. But no, they're going to add another companion. Well, actually, everyone's assuming that he's a companion. Have they actually said that? Or is he just going to be in the show? No, they have confirmed it. Oh, that's have, what right. confused me. I thought everyone was saying he was the new companion. And I thought, well, where is that? Where are they getting that from? I thought he was could just be anything. Could just be that John Bishop's... Because they did that thing once, didn't they, where they just did this weird trailer of guest stars. Do you remember? Was that after yeah. series? Yeah. I can't remember. Um, and uh, I thought I thought, I thought it was another one of those, just saying, oh, look, John Bishop's going to be in the next series for in, in an episode. But I think, no, they the official account tweeted it, saying he's like a new companion called Dan. So I think, he, yeah, he is a companion. Yeah. Which, oh, okay. again, surprised yeah. me. I, yeah. I, I didn't see that coming at all. Hmm. So a scouser in the TARDIS, mate. For series 13. Now, there is a, a couple of ways to look at this. And I saw a lot of this on Twitter and stuff. And that there was obviously, because it's Who fandom, there was obviously a, a big bunch of people that were kicking off <laughs> and, and going crazy because John, yeah. how dare, how dare the BBC cast a comedian as a companion in in Doctor Who, you had yeah. all this rubbish from like you know knobhead Who fans that we get all the time in fandom. How dare they? What what's going? What are they thinking? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then there was a the, another bunch of people that were making a very good point, and that is, you and I spoke about it loads of times, and that is when we've they've they very rarely missed cast Doctor Who. I think is the best way to put it. Very, very rarely do they cast somebody that doesn't work. It's normally the writing that fails the actor rather than the actor being miscast. And we had a lot of this with Catherine Tate, remember? And we also oh, yeah. had a lot of it with Matt Lucas. And everyone was like, why Why do they cast Catherine Tate? It's going to be dreadful. And then she turns out to be one of the best companions, if not the best companion in modern My Who. My favourite. Yeah, I love her. So regardless of your thoughts on john bishop as a as a person or a comedian or whatever i don't think i've seen him as an actor in anything i could be wrong I, i'm assuming he might have been in a couple of things small he parts was in but. something yeah i don't know i think he was in a crime drama on itv or something he, he, i've definitely seen him act in something but i right, can't remember right. what it was yeah so i'm i'm unaware of his acting chops i don't know however mm. he's not an unlikable guy or anything he's um He's quite cool. It's just if everybody can get past the the accent, I guess. He has got a, a, a thick accent. A very it? strong Scouse accent, yeah. And that's not. Yeah. A, a, I'm not throwing shade on our Liverpudlian friends or anybody that listens in Liverpool. Nothing like that. It's just uh, very rarely in the Tardis do you get a very strong accent, um, a regional accent, I should say. You know, it's normally people that are in the Tardis are normally either kind of London Cockney-ish or very proper British. I think the, uh, I think, well, probably the most regional we've had is Jodie. I was going to say, probably, yeah. Probably um, uh, Tosin Cole and, and, and Mandy. I think they're the, 
the most regional we've had. I think before that, blimey, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, dude, but I think before that, the strongest accent we had was Tegan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was think. thinking Chris, Chris Eccleston had a bit of an accent, didn't he? But it was, you could understand him. <laughs> All right. I mean, I, I'm surprised about this. I was looking, I was kind of looking forward to just having like the two, you know, the one companion and the doctor back to that sort of dynamic, you know, like the 10th doctor and Rose where you just got the two. I was thinking, oh yeah, I'm looking forward to being, you know, simplifying it a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not disappointed he's joined. I think um, I get the feeling he, a bit like Catherine Tate and Matt Lucas. I get the feeling he, he could be a good actor. I'm sure he was good in whatever it was. I watched him in ages ago. And, you know, I think he could be good and I'm intrigued to see how he fits into the story and stuff. I, I hope in a way he comes into it, maybe the second or third story in, I would like to see a story with just the doctor and Yaz, just see them, them two bonding a bit more. But yeah, I'm interested to see how he comes into it. I, I was so surprised that he was a companion though, because I'd seen uh, some leaked pictures of him filming. So I knew he was going to be in it. I just assumed he was the guest star. So when we got the trailer, I was just like, oh, yeah, I, know, I knew that. I knew he was in it. I'm not really, yeah, not really bothered. And then when I found it was companion full time, I was like, oh, right, okay. I didn't know that. I didn't realize he was proper on board. I just thought he was going to be a guest star. So, yeah, but I, I think he could be good. I think he could be good. It just it is strange. You know, you just you just simplify things and then you're already throwing in someone new. But that, that could make it fresh, mate. That could freshen up the series a bit. So I've got a good feeling. I think he could be good. Yeah, he could be. He definitely could be good. Yeah. When I first saw it, I thought, is he going to be the new bad guy? Is it going to? Is he going to be the new the, uh, the new <laughs> villain or something? But the thing is, we'll with, see. The, the thing is with John though, is he, I get the feeling he could be quite a strong character. I don't know. So it's going to be interesting to see how that dynamic works. He's just got because he's got that face, isn't he? He's got such a, you know, there's a presence to him. Is what I'm saying, and I think yeah, he could. Yeah. I think he could be quite a force to reckon with. We'll see. I'm really intrigued to see how he fits into this, the series. Yeah, that could be cool. And the other thing that was, and this is just very small, that um, we didn't know if we were going to get any Doctor Who, any Series 13 at all this year, because there were uh, a bunch of rumours sort of in the last half of last year to say that due to COVID and everything like that and the restrictions, it's just going to take a much longer time to get everything rocking and rolling. So we might not get any Doctor Who until 2022. But that was, you know, that was uh, put to bed when it said, I think it said something like the Doctor, the Doctor Who will return in the autumn, I think it said. Yeah, I think so. Is it the autumn? Yeah, yeah pretty sure. Think, so Is it all people talk about October time? Is that right? I don't yeah, know. something like that. So that mm. could be quite cool. That would put us back to our almost regular kind of schedule i guess where they kick the series off towards the end of the year and then that leads into whatever you want to call it these days the festive special christmas special new year whatever yeah so that could be quite cool i'm, I'm yeah. kind of pleased about that because mm. it did feel like i i was assuming we wouldn't get it to next year and i thought gosh we're gonna have a really big gap now between you know this festive special and the next series and the momentum's going to die down again because seems to have really lifted up uh you know the, the momentum again for the series so i thought yeah so i'm glad we're actually getting it this year mm-hmm. um and it is amazing how quickly they can turn you know an episode around isn't it i mean some programs get made in like east enders for goodness sake, ugh, gets made and shown and so quickly and you know it's they, they can throw these together episodes together quite quickly i think 
Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in in a certain sense, anyway. So yeah, I'm glad we're we're getting it getting it this year. Yeah, I'll be interested to see when it is. Yes, and just the last thing before we move on is what an absolute triumph to generally, I say generally, um, but keep this under wraps until the end of that story. This wasn't a big. Li- I know you saw some photographs and stuff, but yeah, for a lot oh, of Who fans, this was very like whoa, this is a big surprise. So yeah, fair play to the Beeb for keeping this one mostly <laughs> under wraps. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I'd literally just seen one picture of John Bishop stood in the middle of the road. And it was really blurred and it could have been anyone, but everyone was like, oh, that's John Bishop. So that's all I'd seen. Um, and, it, you know, that was literally it. it. But it could have been anyone. It was like such a blurred long shot. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, it's confirmed. I'm excited. Right, moving on to our other bit of news this week, which actually is a sort of rumour slash news, really. We don't know. This hasn't been confirmed. But obviously you will have heard about this, listeners, that a lot of the tabloids are reporting that Jodie Whittaker is to exit at the end of um series 13 it's we don't normally do rumors but this is being so widely reported um i mean it's been on the bbc news for goodness sake we can't like not talk about this so as i said not officially confirmed yet but it's looking likely that uh, jody is off um which in a way doesn't surprise me it's the three series thing again um but yeah don't know. What do you think? Do you believe, do you believe it? Are we, yeah. are, we um, are we right to believe these or should we wait to the official? I mean, it's yeah. difficult to say, but it is everywhere. As I said, they even talked about it on the BBC News. And um, as soon as I saw that, I thought, well, why, why would they put it on the BBC News? If it's, mm-hmm. you know, why would they yeah. fuel the fire on exactly. the BBC? But anyway, yeah. So she could possibly be off at the end of... Um, series 13 and of course twitter has exploded the outpouring of love and there seems to have been a massive shift lately i mean jody's always had her fans but she's also had her critics um but there seems to have been a bit of a shift lately of love for jody's doctor um and there's a lot of people don't want her to go there i've seen so many people say oh she hasn't had a, a chance yet to you know cement her role and cement her sort of self in the role and you know she hasn't settled in yet and i'm thinking crying out loud how how long she she needs to settle in she has had an opportunity yeah yeah she has had an opportunity anyways a lot of people don't want her to go um there's a lot of people that do um but we don't know yet by the time this podcast goes out it could have been confirmed who knows um yeah i i am in two minds about this one and i think it, it looks like this is a true a true thing because normally when we have these rumours about casting and stuff like that, it typically comes from one tabloid. It's a flash in the pan and then you don't really hear much of it. But like you said, because so many different outlets are reporting on exactly the same thing and yeah. it's been on BBC News and all the rest of it. Uh, and also, and this is very annoying to say, but however much I dislike the Daily Mirror, as a tabloid newspaper they do have an annoyingly good track record with doctor who stories and stuff they are typically correct with uh yeah with early. Been, yeah. yeah yeah so i think it is a thing and then there's also outside of the tabloids there's also been a bunch of a bunch of youtubers reporting on different things as well about this and different sources supposedly and stuff like that but there was one video that did 
that did catch my eye when I watched it. I can't remember the name of the of the YouTube. I think it was a channel called The Quartering. It's this guy. It's this guy that reports on a lot of pop culture and news and stuff like that. Uh, he comes under some fire a lot. He's a bit controversial, but he did go through this um, through this uh, uh, video, and um, uh, some sources close to the show apparently have been uh, have overheard or have got somehow a conversation between Jodie Whittaker and her agent. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, and apparently her agent has basically said, look, the longer you stay, I'm not quoting this, I'm just, you know, giving you the the summary, basically saying the longer you stay, the longer you're committing career suicide by staying with Doctor Who because there's so much, there's so much backlash all the time from fans and on top of that the ratings are really tanking (laughs) quite hard the, the longer Doctor Who goes on. And because you're effectively the face of Doctor Who, it's really not doing you any favours at all. So basically her agent apparently has said, you cannot stay any longer. Like, you you know, you pay me to give you advice as your agent and I'm telling you, you have to go. The longer you stay, the, the worse it's going to be for you. So I think, you know, she's probably getting the, the prod. Certainly not from the BBC, I don't think, and certainly not from Chibbers. I don't think he wants her to go. I think he was all up for, I mean, that was one of his stipulations, right? That it was going to be a female doctor or he wasn't going to do it and all that stuff. So I don't think from his point of view or the BBC, they're pushing her, but certainly other people are like, you've got to go. And also, if we think about it, although she's had three, has she had three series? No, two. Two. But she's going to, she would have had three by the time she goes, right? But the actual length of time that she spent on the show would have been just over five years. That's not a small amount of time. So, you know, although we're saying it's the three series thing and going, she's actually been involved with the show for years. Yeah. Which is, so it, from her point of view, it, she's probably not looking at it um, just um, uniquely as, oh, I'm doing three series and I'm going. She's probably thinking I've been in this job, if you like, for just over five years. And that seemed long enough whether you choose to believe all of the stuff around the agent telling her to go and, and all that stuff is another thing. But yeah, I think it is a thing, dude. And I think at some point, obviously the BBC will leave it extremely late as always and they'll announce it to non-fanfare because everybody have known about it already. But I think we will get an announcement in the next month or two to say that she's off. Yeah, that's a very good point about, yeah, I mean... It- I th- you think of the Doctor in terms of how many series they've done and stuff, but you're absolutely right. And it does feel like so long ago that she was announced and she'll want to move on and do other things, I'm sure, especially now like Bradley and Tosin have left and things are changing and, you know, she's that bound to want to try and do other projects. And, yeah, you know, if you stay in Doctor too long, it can harm your career. I know Tom Baker, as much as we love him, has said he found that he stayed too long. He, he said, he, not in my opinion, I, I think he's, you know, he's great, but... He said he found it really hard to find work after Doctor Who because everybody associated him with that part. So I think that's why a lot of the Doctors, they have this sort of unspoken three-series role get out. And um, mm-hmm. and I think the thing is, I, I'm kind of... It's a lot of people like Jodie. I'm kind of ready for another Doctor, but I do worry about Chibnall and how he'll write them. So if she does leave, I don't think the show's going to 
miraculously transform into something that I think is a lot better um, because I think Chibnall, his style of writing just isn't really for me. I, I think he had the opportunity to make the first female Doctor a really strong you know, character who, who burst onto our screen and took charge. And I don't think he did that in my personal view. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people, I, I was talking to Matt from the Who Addicts and he said to me, you know, Chibnall wrote the Fugitive Doctor and look how strong she was. And I'm thinking, well, we don't know if he did because that episode was written with Vinnie Patel. Who knows who came up with that character and which parts Chibnall wrote and which parts Vinnie wrote. And did he write a strong doctor in that one? I don't know. Um, but it'd be interesting to see him given another chance to see, because surely if he casts a new Doctor, he's got to make them the personality different. He can't just do another, oh, this is another Doctor with the same quirky personality as 13, which some people love, other people don't. You know, she, mm-hmm. she's it's like any Doctor. We all warm towards certain Doctors or we don't. And um, it would be interesting to see Chibbers try another Doctor and see how he writes them, I think. But yeah, I don't know for me personally, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be that sad if she was leaving. I would think, okay, I'm kind of ready for somebody else to come on and, and let's see something different. Cause yeah, I just find, yeah, she's a bit same old. I think I'm just not really, I'm just not really that on board with her doctor, to be honest. I wouldn't, I, you know, I don't think she's bad, but I wouldn't be that sad if she left basically. Yeah, I'd, I'd like yeah. to see another doctor. I kind of feel like, like you said, We'll get another series of her, which is great. And then I, I'd be quite ready for another Doctor, I think. Yeah, no, I Personally. agree, mate. Yeah, and let's um, let's not beat around the bush either. Like I said earlier on, I personally don't think that the show makes any bad decisions with casting. I really don't. And I really like Jodie Whittaker. I really, really do. But I just don't... I'm just not on board with Chris Chibnall's writing. I'm sorry, I just can't. So I was really the the news that Jodie was leaving. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't too shocked about. To be honest with you, what I was more disappointed about was Chibber's not leaving and that he's staying on and stuff like that. So I think if Jodie was to stay and Chibber's was to go, I think there'd be a lot more happier people out there. And uh, it, it would, yeah, that's interesting actually because it would be interesting to see another showrunner and how what direction he would take the Doctor in. If a Jodie's doctor, I mean. Yeah. So I, I do. I agree with you there. I do agree. Yeah, and it's not dissimilar to what David Tennant said when he was leaving, because he knew that Russell was leaving, whether he was going to stay or not. Russell was going, and he said it was one of those confidential interviews, and he said um, I had to really, really think hard because the thought of working with Stephen Moffat was amazing, and yeah. that would have been to see Stephen write for my doctor would potentially be, you know, really, really good. So I had to really, I lost a couple of nights sleep thinking about it. So I think the other way around could be cool. I think if we had Jodie stay and maybe a different showrunner that had a completely different vision for what's going on, you know, it could be cool. But I don't know, man, it's all, like we said, this is not official yet, although it seems like, because so many people are reporting from the same sources and the same things, it seems pretty legit, but not a shock, basically. No. And I wonder yeah. how it all fits into this five-year plan that Chib has had. Because um, that's the other thing. Some people are saying, oh, his five years is nearly up. Well, no, it's a five-year plan. It's not, I'm staying five years to see what I can do. It's, uh, you know, this is what's going to happen over my five years. So it's not up. I think the five years takes him up to the 60th. 
Mm. So I yeah. don't know. Yeah. But, uh, the tuber's master plan, who knows? Who knows, eh? Yeah. I mean, it was. It might age well, we don't know. I mean, it was a bit like the Andrew Cartmel, the Cartmel master, master plan, plan, you know, yeah. that people didn't have many fans at the time, but when you look back on it fondly, it's it's pretty cool what he yeah. had in mind, you know? I'm, I'm hoping yeah. that um, this era is a bit like like when we move on to another era of the show, I'm hoping I can go back and revisit this era and enjoy it more. Cause sometimes you do when you take a step back, like you said, a bit like the, you know, the Colin Baker era or the McCoy era that some people don't like when at the time you're frustrated by the certain things in it that just don't work for you. But then once you're into a different era of the show and you can go back and revisit it, sometimes you see it through different eyes. I'm hoping that happens with this era once the pressure is off and it's gone and it's done and Chibnall's done his thing and we're into a new era I hope I can sort of revisit this era and and find something in it uh more than I do now yeah yeah agreed mate yeah so we'll report obviously if this becomes official we probably won't chat on it too much because we've done it already but if it comes official becomes official we'll, we'll let you guys know you probably know already but and if there's any more news around it we'll we'll give you the heads up but there we are. That's the news. New companion, Mr. John Bishop, joins the fam. Oh God, joins the TARDIS team uh, for Series 13, and Jodie is being tossed out into the bins in the back alley <laughs> like previous doctors and showrunners before her. So that's the news. Let's crack on with the review, dude. Go on. What is it? So, yes, it's Revolution, got it right, of the Daleks. Stay strong. People waiting for you. How many times has she saved us? Yeah, let's face up to it. We don't know how to find her. So, what's new on planet Earth? Leo has something revolutionary to show you. He's in league with a Dalek. That's what we're going to find out. And that's what the doc would do if she was here. These technological innovations are set to make Britain more secure. The new Dalek army shall have but one purpose. Detects anomalies. Dalek DNA merged with human traces. We have mutated to survive. Enjoy the journey while you're on it. Because the joy is worth the pain. Well, I can see this is our area of expertise. No alien ship is safe from us two bad boys. Us two bad boys. <laughs> I can picture him doing the fist pump. Yeah, yeah. And getting nothing in return. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool trailer. That I want to thank our. I want to thank our good friend Reese Gallifrey Forever ninety seven. Big up Reese. It is ninety seven, isn't it? Gallifrey, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For allowing us to use his yeah. very cool trailer. Very talented guy, Reese. He's a lovely chap. Yeah. I like Reese. Go and check out his YouTube channel, Gallifrey Forever ninety seven. He does some top notch uh, Doctor Who trailers and and whatnot. His editing skills are. Very, very cool. Very good. Thank you very much, Reese. Right, Revolution. It is Revolution, mate. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's nothing. Yep. Cool. And it was first broadcast. It was first broadcast. Uh, New Year's Day, twenty twenty one. It was written by the Chibinator, directed by Lee Haven <laughs> Jones. Uh, stars the Fam, and uh, a few, a few. Uh, a few supporting cast members, one that we'd seen before from, I think it was series 11, right? Yep. Arachnids in, UK. in the UK. Yep. 
And the synopsis is roughly, as the 13th Doctor marks her days in prison, back on Earth, the Daleks are presented on national television. They are the new defence drones designed to protect the British public. It's a shame that they can't do anything about diseases, eh? Left behind on Earth, Yaz, Graham and Ryan need their friend more than ever. Now with Daleks on the assembly line and a familiar face behind their production, what would the Doctor do? Right, dude, as always, I'm coming at you. What did you reckon to this one? Yeah, and listeners, um, this me and Gary haven't got a clue at this point what each other thinks this episode. I meant to say that. we This is quite exciting because I haven't got a clue what Gary thinks of this. Uh, this is going to be interesting. Will he think the same as me? Um, for a festive special, I didn't think it was that special. Uh, I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was okay, um, a fairly decent watch. There were things in it I liked. There were some good ideas. But by the time it finished, I I just felt very underwhelmed by the episode itself. Um, to be fair, I, it was New Year's Day. I was hungover. I was tired. I was grumpy. And it finished, and I thought, oh, is that it? I, I was really underwhelmed by it. And then I go on Twitter, and everyone's raving about it, saying it's the best episode. Oh, wow. It's, and, I, and I hate that. I hate it when I feel like I'm the only grumpy so-and-so out there I'm like oh what 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 did i miss is it me anyway so obviously i always watch something twice before we record a review and i watched it again yesterday um and i thought i honestly thought right i'm you know i'm, I'm i was hung over on these day i was really grumpy I, I thought let's give this another go and i bet i like it more i bet i get i bet i get into it more this time uh, but I actually felt <clears throat> quite bored. Um, I was watching it thinking, God, people were loving. What is it? What, what is it they loved about this episode? I'm finding this really slow. And um, I will say this, though. Jack's great in it. I love Jack. There is stuff about it I like. Um, as an episode as a whole, I think it's it's okay. I think it's decent, very watchable, some good action sequences. You know, I, I certainly didn't hate it, but I also just found it a little bit middle of the road it just didn't feel i think what it is actually yes what it is for me is it was very predictable there are no surprises there are no twists and turns there's nothing that made me sit up in my seat and go oh didn't see that coming it just seemed to have lots of ideas in it that kind of went nowhere and then by the end of the episode i don't really feel like anything really happened so when I say I felt a bit underwhelmed, I just felt like, well, what actually happened in that episode? We got a little fight between the Daleks on Bristol suspension bridge, and mm-hmm. there was about five on each side, and that was it. And the bad guy got away again, so I guess we're going to see him. <laughs> uh, and, oh, yeah, don't forget, Graham and Ryan left. Uh, you know, I mean, they should be big moments. They should be big things. And yet, to me, I just felt a bit like, oh, is that it? Um so I don't know. It, it was okay. As I said, I probably sound like I really didn't enjoy it. I, I thought it was a fine episode. It was okay. Certainly didn't hate it. Certainly would watch it again, but it didn't do a lot for me, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Didn't think it was that special, right. is what I'm trying to say. It didn't feel particularly special, but right. it was all right. Yeah. Mm. What about yourself? What about your good self? Are you one of the Twitterati that thought it was the best Dalek story I've ever seen and it was amazing. Oh my God, I was crying. It was, oh, it was fantastic. Uh, do you know what, mate? I think, I think, oh, how do I put this the right way? 
I want this to be worse than what it is. Oh, okay. If that makes sense. No, what do you mean by that? And at the same time, I want it to be better than what it is because the way I'm feeling about it is indifferent and I hate feeling indifferent. Oh, right. Yeah, now I understand. Okay. I either want to dislike it. Well, uh, completely untrue. Sorry. I don't want to dislike any Doctor Who. What I mean is I would rather feel like I don't like it or I love it, but I don't. I feel like I can take it or leave it and that's the worst feeling for me. Oh, you have summed it up perfectly. I think what I just tried to say in a very rambling way is exactly that. We're on exactly the same page. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So on one hand, as I'm watching through it, I'm like, this is really good. Mm-hmm. But then within minutes or seconds, I'm like, now I'm really bored. And then it's back to, oh, actually, this looks pretty good, this bit. Oh, that was yes. really good. And then yes. it's like, oh, now I'm really bored again. And it just brought this real yo-yoing for me throughout the whole thing. It was like, oh, God, that bit was really good. Mostly around Captain Jack, really, and some of the yeah. Dalek stuff. But then there were some other bits, and I was like, oh, that was rubbish. So when I got to the end of it, I was like, I just don't know. I mean, I certainly didn't love it. I didn't think, I didn't agree with, and like you, I was like, what are people seeing here that I'm missing? Yeah, I hate that. I hate that when that happens. Yeah, there were so many people that were like, this is the best. This is the best story we've had in modern Doctor Who. This is the best thing that Jodie's ever done. This is the best Chibnall script. This is the best whatever. And I'm thinking, crikey, I'm I'm not drunk. I know I'm not drunk. I haven't had a sip of alcohol. I'm not tired. Um, I can't see it. I just can't see what... What it this is, is why but, I thought I'd enjoy it more yesterday. I thought, nah, come on, you were just, everyone's loving this. You were just in a bad mood and you were hungover. Come on, let's get it back on. Let's, Because like you said, uh, it is the indifference, I think, which frustrates me. I, I loved bits of it, but yeah, it just doesn't hold together. By the time we get to the end of it, it just doesn't hold together, really. It's very clunky. Um, so yeah, I, I'm just like you. I'm always sort of screaming at myself, like, why, why, why <laughs> is that everyone seeing that I'm not seeing? Yeah, and there was the usual people the usual who uh, army that were saying that every single second of screen time and every frame was the worst thing on television ever in the history of mankind. You obviously get that lot. Yeah. So I don't think it was that bad. I don't think it was at all. I don't think it was bad. That's the thing. I don't think it was bad at all. No, it's not bad. No. <laughs> it wasn't. It just had its, um, yeah, I think there were, there were a few themes in there that were that didn't really go anywhere and there was also a couple of underused people as well like jack i thought was was quite underused i know he was in it for a a fair amount but uh but there were there were two things for for me that i i was really scratching my head over and i think it may have been i think it may just be good old-fashioned hype that let it down i think because the marketing stuff and the trailers and and the blurb that the, that the BBC and Chibbers were putting out in the run-up to it, they were going on about Captain Jack, and he was almost the face of it in yeah. the marketing going up to it. But there was also a, a a paragraph or two that Chibbers said in an interview, probably for Doctor Who magazine, that said something like, you know, we're saying goodbye to a couple of companions. It's going to be an emotional roller coaster and, and all that stuff. So I was ready for that. I was ready for Captain Jack having a much bigger part in it but his departure was really like he was quite instrumental in helping Yaz to 
you know, and those two had really good chemistry. I loved the, the Captain Jack and, and, and the Yaz uh, thing. They, that was very cool. But he almost disappeared out of it as quick as he, as he as quickly as he went away the last time. It was like he did his thing, and it was like, yeah, cheers, mate. And then I don't think we even saw him on screen. Like I think he said, his last he said goodbye on the phone. On the phone, yeah, and that was it. And I was like, all right, well, cheers, John. Thanks for coming. I couldn't uh, get over that. Yeah. I, so I on the on New Year's uh, Day when I was watching it, I suddenly realised Jack wasn't in it anymore, and I and I was like. What have I missed? Have I zoned out? Like, because I, I was zoning out a bit. I was thinking, well, where's he gone? And there must be a goodbye between him and the doctor. So I had to message Matt from the Wellies to say, because we were texting because he wasn't enjoying it at all. And um, I said, where's Jack gone? Have I missed something? He's like, yeah, he's just left. He just said goodbye on the phone. I'm <laughs> like, what? So anyway, obviously, when I'm rewatching this again yesterday, I'm, I'm watching it a bit more intently. And um, I thought that was just unforgivable. I mean, it feels like they, they didn't have time to film uh, a goodbye scene. It's just like he just vanishes and finds the doctor and says, yeah, anyway, I'm off to meet Gwen. Nice, nice, you know, that we get Gwen gets mentioned like that. But, yeah, I'm off. See you later. So, like you said, he's supposed to be an integral part of the episode. He's great in it. I, re- I mean, it would have been a lot poorer without Jack in this. He's great in the episode. Really good fun. Brings the fun element because there isn't a lot of, fun in it to be honest with you but he's fun in it he's good and he works well with Yaz I agree with you the scenes between those two is is great especially in the Dalek factory and stuff but to just have him leave like that especially after the build-up from Fugitive when he didn't even get to meet the Doctor so all the way through that episode you're like is he going to get to meet the 13th oh he didn't get to meet her hopefully he'll be back and he is back and he gets to be the 13th Doctor. They have one nice little scene together, pretty much. Uh, well, the stuff in the prison. And then, yeah, he just phones in the goodbye. I, I, I don't know, like, what... I just don't get my head around that writing decision. Like, what was Chibnall thinking? Like, it, mm-hmm. or, or was there a production problem that they couldn't... Fa- I don't know. Like, why would you do that? Why would... You know, you've got, you've got a long episode, 70 minutes got plenty of time plenty of time to to have scenes like jack saying goodbye and yeah the only thing i could think of was it was it to say that the goodbye between you know the fam was it so that it didn't sort of overshadow that that's the only thing i can think of because why else would you well why else would you do it why else would you have jack leaving on the phone i I don't understand that at all yeah it's a bit I only assume it so it didn't overshadow the, the sort of big emotional send off with the fam. Mm. That's weird. Yeah, because I thought weird. I, it feels weird. It does feel weird, and I was like, surely. I mean, the doctor's never really been all over Jack, in the sense of whenever they've had their um, uh, whenever they've had their moments of um interaction whether it's tenants doctor or or whatever or or um eccleston there's always been this kind of like i, I always get the feeling that jack was always a lot more excited about seeing the doctor than the doctor yeah. was about seeing jack so there Definitely. is that kind of thing to carry forward i suppose yeah because there is a lovely scene like when they first arrived back in the tardis and jack's talking about oh i have my where's my room i have my own room and the doctor like, you you don't have a room jack and she almost feels a bit it's like 
he's just broke me out of prison, but oh, it's Jack, isn't it? And I'm a bit annoyed he's here. Sort of. So that I like the fact they carry that through. You always get the impression the Doctor doesn't really want Jack around. I mean, he had to jump on the blimmin' TARDIS in Utopia, didn't he, to get, get the Doctor's attention and travel through the vortex on the outside of it. So you always get the impression that, yeah, the Jack, Jack is more happy to see the Doctor than the other way around. But, so that was a nice scene. I liked all that stuff between Jack mm. and the Doctor, but we didn't get much more than that, did we, after that scene? No, no, no it was... Uh, I thought John Barrowman was really good. It was he almost was good. You know, yeah. If anything, he's very consistent with that character. Whenever you see him in whatever Doctor's era, he's very much Captain Jack the whole time, which is cool. So I thought John Barrowman was good. Yeah, I mean, he brought the fun, didn't he? Like, mm. I love the line about... Um, I think the doctor says, like, if you had some work done, he's like, you can talk. And <laughs> stuff like that was great. You know, those, those little moments were, were really, really nice. And yeah. as I said, I think he definitely brought the fun to this episode. Yeah. And there was that bit that they saw in the trailer, wasn't there, with Yaz is like, are you insecure? Because it feels like you need a lot of brains. Yeah. You're sort of thinking, yeah, I like, love that. Like, no. Do I? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, do I? He's like, uh, so John Barrowman himself was really good. Yeah. But, I like the episode for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, mate. He was really cool, but oh, bloody chibbers, man. It's like, I don't know. He could have done a bit more with that character, really. And I don't mean like him helping at all, because he was, you know, he did, when they go off to the Japanese factory where they see the Daleks being mass produced, if you like, cloned. Yeah. And he's with Yasna doing all that stuff. That was really good. That was one of the bits that I did enjoy about it. I liked, yeah, yeah, that was good. Like when it went on his face. And then yeah, on yeah. Yaz's back, that for me was where I thought, oh, this episode's finally kicking in. And I really liked um, Jack and Yaz together. There was a bit of fun between the two of them. Like Yaz is just like, you know, you love yourself a bit. He's like, do I not? <laughs> you know, there was nice moments between those two. And the action sequences were good. And so, yeah, that, that to me was a, a, a good highlight of the episode as well. Mm. The introduction of Jack as well was pretty good. The yeah. fact that he had got himself banged up so that over the years he can sort of make his way through different prison cells until he knew he got next to the Doctor. Yeah. And we had the four knocks on the wall. That was a nice little callback. And and then uh, and then we saw some familiar faces in the prison bit. We saw the silence and a weeping angel. and So that bit in the prison was really good as well. Yeah, Jack I liked and the Doctor. that. That was all good. It was just his departure, really. It just felt like it... I, I just felt like there should have been a much bigger scene with him and the doctor as he left that's what i felt should should have been the they should have done well, it, at least a scene i think just having him phone her was crazy just, yeah. just so underwhelming initially i thought well is that a filming restriction like were they planning on doing something bigger but due to covid they couldn't they couldn't do it or something but then i thought well no this was filmed i'm sure this was filmed at the end of oh, 2019. Yeah. Like, it was. It was filmed ages ago. Yeah. So it's not that, I don't think. So I'm thinking, why Why would they not have like a much bigger departure scene for him? Because who knows when he's going to be back. He probably won't be, let's be honest. I can't see Captain Jack coming back. Well, but the Doctor didn't seem to care either. Like the, just mm. all they'd been through in those last 20 minutes. You'd think it'd be like, oh, Jack, well, you know, good to see you. Maybe she'd sort of thinks you know right off you go sort of thing like the doctor would but there's no hug there was no nothing was there just mm. like yeah i'm off bye very strange yeah did, did you think the doctor should have spent longer in 
prison. A lot of people thought she was going to be in there for like half the episode. She escaped very quickly, thanks to Jack. Um, personally, I didn't mind it. I, I can see why people perhaps wanted to, you know, more in that prison with all the monsters like the Sycorax and the silence and stuff. But I don't know. For me, it kind of like Jack turns up and he breaks her out. And I thought that was when the episode was going to get going. I thought, here we go. <laughs> they're in the, they're escaping. They're running. This is, let's get this going. But then she arrives and says some silly line about being in space jail. And I don't know. Again, it's a bit like you said, it's always get, it was getting going and then it ground to halt a bit. And Yaz is all upset. She's been away for, oh, gosh, 10 months. Imagine that 10 months. <laughs> she doesn't like ask if she's, you know, all right or been in danger or, nearly been killed or anything she just shoves it <laughs> shoves her across the room and says where have you been and all that you know. so i mean nice to see yaz getting a bit of um development feisty old yaz hmm. um but yeah i don't know it, I, for me personally i wasn't too bothered at first watch i thought oh she was got out of there a bit quickly for me it was just more the fact that the prison scenario was thrown away so easily this is what i mean about sort of um plot threads being sort of wasted really i mean what what was that about? What was the point? Just to have her in prison and get her broken out? Just Why was she in there? What, how did Jack a, get in there? I mean, what? Yeah, I think, well, it was a Jadoon thing, right? Yeah, and we didn't see a single Jadoon. No, and uh, a lot of people, there was a lot of rumours prior to the episode going out, wasn't there, that is this Sharda or is it you yeah. know, something else? And it was, not that we have to be told every detail, I suppose. We don't. You know, it's not a requirement. You can, I guess we can leave it to imaginations. If people want to think it's Sharda, then cool. Then crack it. You know, it's all good. But it that, it did seem like a bit of a... No, I'm not going to... No, I'm not going to get... I don't want to go down this road of, of just, you know, bashing the hell out of Chibbers every five minutes because... Mm. I feel like that's a much bigger conversation. Maybe that's a podcast episode by itself. But in a nutshell, we have very good ideas that just aren't executed very well uh, from yeah. Shibbers is, is the crux of it. It's um, like this whole prison thing. It was meant to be this this real tight security, big, you know, big prison. And they escaped very, very easily. Let's be honest. Um, yeah. It was basically Jack throwing this little, this little ball thing, you know, that creates a bubble around them. They can run through walls, and then at the end, it's like, oh, by the way, I've also got my, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've also got my, um, what was it, manipulate? What's it called? Um, vortex manipulate. Vortex. Yeah, I've I've also got this with me, so we're all good. And then Bosch, they're out. It's like. And I know they kind of got around it. It was a bit of a, a bit of a cheeky little joke, wasn't it? It was like, how did you smuggle that in? And he's like, you don't want to know, sort of thing. And yeah. then, you know, she's like, ugh. So they kind of got around it. But <laughs> let's be honest, man, a high security prison like that, there's no way he's smuggling anything in. No. Either externally no, or not. internally. It's not going to happen. So the fact that she's got all these markings on the wall, she's been there for a long time. And then Jack's like... I don't know. I, I understand it to a degree. They've only got, what is it, 70 minutes, you know, to get a lot of story in. You don't want to dwell on it too long. But, you know, Jack's like, oh, by the way, I'm here. And I've got all this stuff to break us out. It's all good. Don't worry. It's like if he could run through walls previously, 
why don't you just do that before? Like when he was there, like. Yeah, I've, why did he wait there for so many years to get next to the doctor's cell? Yeah, like I've been imprisoned day one. I've got this device that allows me to leg through walls. It's all good. I'm going to go and find the doctor now. We're out of here. It's like, why didn't you do, why did you, t- I don't know. I hadn't thought, yeah, so I hadn't thought about that. I mean, that's the thing. This episode, if you just watch it on face value, is, is quite a fun watch, but it does not bear well under scrutiny. Like, it, it, there are a lot of plot holes yeah. and a lot of things yeah. done for convenience. I mean, I was surprised it picked up straight from the last special, Resolution. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They kind of it's kind of a sequel to that in a way, isn't it? It's kind of a sequel to that and <laughs> the Timeless Child, which gets a bit of a scene, which we'll, we'll come to in a bit with with Ryan. Um, so I was surprised that it picked up from that. So when we got that little flashback at the start of the episode, I thought, oh, why are we, why are we going back to that? Oh, the reconnaissance Dalek when the they... reconnaissance yeah, Dalek. Yeah, yeah. So that but, that surprised me a little bit. Um, but that was but needed then, though, wasn't it? Because they oh, definitely we needed yeah. a way for the um robertson the robertson to actually get it or steal it should we say yeah and uh, yeah. and then start using it for his little little nerd intern to start you know the other one so but it was yeah, cool though I, I don't i didn't dislike that no no i didn't i didn't dislike that at all no i thought as i said i thought it was interesting i thought oh okay because i some people are saying that chibbers has got a sort of three dalek special you know, the, the next special is going to be a Dalek, so it's like a sort of trilogy of Dalek specials, which if he is doing that, okay, fair enough. I'm kind of on board with that idea. So I liked the fact it, it went back and tied in with resolution. I thought that was good. But what I was saying about being under scrutiny is, so, <laughs> so the guy gets in the truck and he's got the Dalek on the back and he thinks, right, I've got to get this to its destination, but I must stop for a cup of tea. And he chooses a lay-by... <laughs> And gets poisoned and killed, and then the Dalek gets stolen. How? I mean, how did they know he was going to stop at that lay-by? How, it, of all the lay-bys in the uh, you know in the country, <laughs> he just happened to pick the one with the killer, <laughs> you know, the killer tea lady. It just, you know, of all, I'm thinking when you're writing this, you so you've got to find a way for them to get it. They could have just ambushed him. Why did he have to stop and get a cup of tea from a random? It just doesn't work. As in a, in a writing narrative, does it? So it's, it's a it's a bit thin, isn't it? It's, well, a bit... it's weird. It's just like, it's, it's lazy writing, you know. Um, as I said, if you don't think too hard about it, of course you just go with the flow and it works. Mm-hmm. But there are so many moments like that, and I was thinking, well, how did they know he was going to stop at that lay-by? Right, he could have stopped at any lay-by. Yeah. They just waiting for him at every lay-by. They got a killer tea lady at every lay-by on the way to the. I don't know. You've just got to go with that, though. Yeah, it. that's what I mean. But there are a lot of moments like that where yeah. if, you, if you just sort of look at it, you think, well, that doesn't work. I mean, the whole the, the resolution of it as well, with the Doctor using the spare TARDIS. I mean, it looked great on screen, and I really liked oh, it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Loved, loved the visuals and stuff, the idea and the crumpled TARDIS. Loved that. It looked yeah. great. But then people point out, don't forget, TARDIS is alive. She's just killed a TARDIS there. And you're like, oh. Yeah, that's a good point. I never really, really sort of thought about that. That is a bit harsh. Um, it's a sacrifice yeah, I mean, that a, needed. Yeah, it was a great... I mean, I, mean, I thought it was a good... Mm. I should have seen it coming, actually. I mean, she's got this spare title, so I should have seen that coming a mile off, but I, I didn't, and I thought it was a good good way to quickly tie up the episode, if you like. Yeah. Let's actually... Uh, talking about Daleks, let's talk about them uh, just for a bit. So I really like the 
the Daleks in this. Yeah. In terms of the 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 new defense drone, the cloned Daleks, the design was very, very cool. Yeah, yeah. They look they definitely suit the look, don't they? I like very it as well. much so, yeah. So yeah. I I would imagine that at the BBC or whatever studio with Chibbers there and the other designers and producers, they're like, right, we need a new design for for the Daleks. These are going to be like sort of cloned Daleks. Yeah. And the guy that did the previous ones, you know, in the Matt Smith uh, era, they redesigned Paradigm. them and they yeah. were like plasticky, glossy yellow, red, blue. He's yeah. sitting there like, what's he doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate, you're out. We couldn't have had that again. We couldn't have had like... You know, oh, no, that, salt that and pepper not. pot shaker Daleks anymore. So, and the night shots were really good as well. You know, like yeah. when they're blue, they had like these blue neon lights around them before they turned bad and went with the red lights. But the night shots were really good. How those yeah, Daleks no. look. One question I do have, and I could be completely wrong with this. I probably am, but why did the people of why did the UK, the public, not absolutely freak out and lose their beep? Because everybody seems extremely calm. <laughs> because yeah. on the TV, like the new Prime Minister, so the character played by um, Harriet Walter, uh, Joe Patterson, she's some MP to begin with, isn't she? And yes. then she becomes prime minister. And then what her first sort of initiative is, right, we're going to make the UK safer or Britain safer. So she rolls out the, the Daleks that we've been working on that we've seen earlier on in the story. And they see you see them at Downing Street on the cameras and everything. And then you see them at airports and all the rest of it in town centres just wheeling around. Everybody is completely cool with this. But since Doctor Who has come back in 2005, there have been numerous stories where the Earth has been invaded by Daleks and Daleks yeah. have blown the crap out of everything and killed millions of people. Why are, why are the public okay with this? Because yeah. it's kind of weird that the Prime Minister and, by extension, Robertson and everybody... They're wheeling these things out as these brand new inventions that people have never seen before. Like, behold, our new defence drones. But surely you'd be like, hold on a minute, that's a Dalek. That looks a bit like that thing that was, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, that looks exactly like or similar to the thing that invaded our planet numerous times over the past 15 years and have killed a lot of people. Why? Why is everybody cool with this? I, I, is, am I wrong with that? No, no. I mean, I I think a lot of people have pointed that out. It it doesn't. This is what I mean. If you don't think too hard about this episode, it's fine. But if you start thinking about it, yeah, of course. Why does no one remember the Daleks? You know, I mean, they've had numerous invasions. There must be somebody out there that's you know somebody an ex unit member. Now they've been all sacked. Maybe <laughs> someone from unit uh, was sat home, you know, reading a book, looks up. Hang on a minute. That looks a bit like a, a Dalek, you know. I better, I better let them know. I better phone the prime minister and say, "I, I used to work for Unit, and um, that actually looks like a killing machine that we've defeated many times." You know, it, 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 it again, it doesn't bear scrutiny really. So, it again, it's something again you have to overlook, um, I suppose, because there was no explanation given. 
why no one rem- remembers them. And they don't look that different. I mean, I, I like the redesign as well. And I liked the bit when, at the beginning, when they were doing the, um, where they were sort of showing it off, you know, this is when he was showing it to the future prime minister, like, this is what I'm going to sell you. And the Dalek comes out uh, to the protesters and he gasses them, which reminded me of the Cushing films. And <laughs> I thought that was good, you know, scenes like that. But, but then later on, he says he's 3D printing them. And I, that, that's not how 3D printing works, is it? <laughs> well. It thought, well, I don't know. Maybe it is. But so he's, yeah, he's 3D printing these Daleks. But anyway, yeah, I don't know why no one remembers them. Um, they did look good. I, I think when they were on screen flying around shooting things and the, like you said, the sort of lighting around the, the base of them and stuff, it, it all worked very well on screen. I think they looked great. And they did, they were menacing. I think the fact that they were, you know, this new design is something very, um, I don't know, sort of army-like about them. Mm, it's cool. They yeah. do look mean. Yeah, they definitely look scary. So, yeah, I liked them as an alternative. It was a good face-off between the two Dalek fractions as well. So when they're on the bridge, they have this fight, but it felt, again, very underwhelming. I thought we were going to really see it all kicking off between, you know, these two different Daleks. But... That didn't really happen, did it? It was just no, a brief scene on the bridge, and then Robertson goes out and tries to, you know, um, bargain with them. Which again, watching it again yesterday, I was thinking that the Daleks would have just shot him. They <laughs> they take him on board the spaceship as if, oh, come on, then let's go and have a cup of tea, and you know, would you like some tea? Let's talk about it. <laughs> and I'm thinking Daleks don't really do that, it, especially these ones, which are supposed to be. You know, the SAS of the Daleks, I think the Doctor describes them as, they mm-hmm. don't really, you know, they just exterminated Robertson. I don't didn't really get that scene uh, when he's trying to, again, it felt a bit sort of filler, you know, to get him on the Dalek ship and then he gets back with yeah. the Doctor and stuff. But yeah. Yeah, I read you, man. But they did look, um, they did, they look, did good look good. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I like that, that, that the Doctor sends out the Dalek reconnaissance signal. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I like that. And yeah. we get that death squad of Daleks. They look pretty badass. And um, mm. the um, actually the the newer Daleks, the defense drone ones, they they sounded really good as well. They, oh yes, you know what I mean. They almost had this old, like you remember the Imperial Daleks back in Remembrance. Yes, they got I that noticed that. Really yeah. deep kind of yeah. So they sounded really good as well. And I've been waiting for that because I think the Daleks. You know, I know. Nick Briggs does all the voices and stuff. Um, but I think, did they have someone else doing a voice in this as well for a change? No, no. Because normally just, Nick yeah. Briggs does does them all but tries to vary his voice a bit. No, um, it was just him, yeah. Oh, it was just him again, was it? Okay, well, I like the fact they really mixed it up this time and it did sound like the Daleks' remembrance, didn't it? It was a nice callback to that. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, and it makes such a difference, you know? It just makes it more interesting. And you heard some of the old sound effects from the classic era as well the Dalek guns, and uh, I noticed when the TARDIS door opens, the house TARDIS, it was the old, like, fourth and fifth Doctor TARDIS door sound. So I love little things like that, which are thrown in for, for us classic fans and stuff. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, it was good. I'm really glad they mixed the Dalek voices. I just wish, so I love the bronze Daleks, they look great. I just wish that um, they would change the colour of them to perhaps silver and blue and just mix that up a little bit as well. So right, right. I said it before, didn't I? Keep that design... But let's have them in sort of like a, sh- a different shade. I'm not talking red and blue, and I'm not talking <laughs> like Roma Daleks, but you could have them, you know, black and silver or blue and silver. And I just think it'd be interesting to see that brilliant design, mm-hmm. the bronze Daleks in different colours. 
yeah. especially with the new voices added, it would have made it more interesting. But yeah, I like that though. It's a cool, cool idea, isn't it? That there's this group of Daleks that go around the SAS Daleks that go around <laughs> destroying any Dalek that's not pure and stuff. That's quite a cool, cool little idea. Yeah, that is cool. And I liked the replacement on the defense drones. I liked the little claw that they so they got rid of the plunger. And they got this little metallic claw, which was cool. Claw, yeah. Because let's face it, if you're going to design a new, a brand new, not military, but like a, you know, some kind of defense machine, let's be honest, you're not going to reach for the kitchen sink plunger anymore, (laughs) are you? No. It's good. No. And what did you think to the actual Daleks then? So not the outer casing, but so we have, so one of the characters that was quite cool was the young... Um, the young guy Leo, who was yeah. actually building them, and he managed to get some DNA out of the inside casing of the of the original reconnaissance scout from the previous episode, and then he cloned the DNA and actually grew, you know, the actual squiddy, the squiddy Dalek stuff. That all was really good, and that was quite a scary point in the story. Actually, they did that pretty well. You know, when he's being controlled by it, yeah, and his voice is all different and stuff like that. That was very cool. So what did you think to, because they've kind of changed them up a little bit. So back in the Tennant and Smith era, when we've seen the actual Dalek inside the casing, they're normally just this like little pulsating sort of starfish looking little thing with like a little weird eye and stuff. They don't really do that anymore, do they? They actually, they've changed the design a little bit. They now look more like you know, the face huggers in the alien films. Yeah, it's like an octopus. Almost. Yeah, they kind of do that now. And I don't think you see the eye, do you? There's not an eye. No, well, I don't know. There's like, there is like this sort of blob at the yeah. front of it. I don't know if that's supposed to be an eye. You remember when uh, back at the end of, I think it's... Um, Dalek. Um, no, well, yeah, but also oh. uh, the the end of series finale, the Tenant era, I think it's... um. Oh, with the one that's going mad? Yeah. You know, you, then, there's, then the spotlight's on him a lot as well. And you can see, yeah. like, his eye blinking away and moving. You know yeah, that yeah. one? He flew yeah. into the tar- into the water. You know that guy? <laughs> is it, yeah. uh, is it a strategist or something? I can't remember. Dalek, that, yeah. not Khan. Mm. Um, I can't remember. Anyway. Is it Dalek Khan? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. <clears throat> so the design looks very different now. They've gone down the more horror approach, the more um, sort of Stan Winston sort of horror effects sort of thing. Um, so it definitely takes away, because uh, it was a bit more humorous back then with those things. But now it seems a lot more sort of darker and more horror-based when you see the actual Dalek, the squiddy stuff. But I didn't yeah. I didn't dislike it too much. I thought it was a bit creepy and stuff. But when they go into the the cloning farm, when they go to Japan, that looked very cool, like just towers and towers mm. of yeah. of Daleks. And the Doctor's reaction was very good as well which he absolutely kicks off and um, uh, Robertson can't understand what a problem is, you know, because he doesn't know it's going on in the first place. But yeah, um, yeah. so that was all cool, the whole... So I thought the Daleks were handled pretty well to a degree. So the original bronze-looking Daleks, the new ones, the actual squiddy Daleks that we saw inside, it was all handled relatively well. It was just... Uh, well, we know that Doctor Who doesn't have the biggest budget, so in terms of grand scale battles between the two Daleks, maybe it was just that's all they could do. But it wasn't too bad. I, I, I like the Squiddy Daleks. I think they're they're pretty creepy because I don't like that sort of thing. I couldn't work out why Leo took it out of the case though. 
Like when he's going, I'm thinking, just throw the case in the furnace. What are you doing? I know, do you right? Want, yeah. like, like, oh, I don't want to lose this lovely case. I'll just take him out. <laughs> so you think it's going to happen? That's because I again, I think it would have been better if he'd have just thrown the case in. And then as he went to shut the furnace door, one of the tentacles just pops out and, and then jumps out at him. That would have been so much more, mm-hmm. you know, j- jump scary. But yeah, he'd go, what's the, he takes it out of the case. Yeah, <laughs> then, then we could have had that particular Dalek looking all like burnt up and crispy. Yeah, it could have been, yeah, crispy Dalek. And, yeah. yeah. But no, that was, but that goes back to what you were saying right at the beginning though, bud, where you said that one of the issues was that most of the things that happen are very predictable within yeah. the story. So you could see that coming immediately. Like I was sitting there. I, it was one of those moments where I, I almost shouted at the TV. I, I almost wanted to shout, just lob the case in, yeah, just throw the whole thing <laughs> into the <laughs> furnace and I've done with it. So when he's un, when he takes the, the thing off, you're like, Oh, here we go. We know exactly what's about to happen. Yeah. I think that's, that's the thing for me is that, it's not a bad episode. It's it's you know it's perfectly watchable. It's decent, but mum. But the biggest crime is that it is so predictable. Mm. There was nothing. There was no spark to it. You know, there was no sort of surprises around the corner or anything that made me sort of think, oh, blind. I didn't see that coming. Everything you could sort of see it coming. Mm-hmm. You know, you knew that uh, Robertson was going to betray them at some point. You knew because he's the bad guy. Um, you knew the Doctor was going to get back to the fam. You know, I mean, I suppose, yeah, there was just very little surprise to the episode, which I think is why we feel indifferent to it, because it's kind of, oh, that's exactly what I expected. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, it's not bad. It's it's just very OK, then. You know. Yeah. What did you think to Chris Nothlin as Robertson? I thought he had a better episode than he did. Yes. Arachnids in the UK. He played like yep. a really good bad guy in this, like willing to sort of... Uh, turn his back on the human race at a drop of a hat. He goes into the Dalek ship, doesn't he? He's like, yeah, don't worry. I'm on board with you guys, actually. <laughs> you know, I'm born to be on your team. You're the winning team. And then um, <laughs> and then he's like to the Doctor later, yeah, that was just a decoy, basically. I've, ba- I've, I've essentially saved everybody due to my decoy stuff. So I thought he actually had a... I didn't really like him in um, Arachnids in the UK, but I thought in this one he had a good, he had a good story. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I actually thought he was he was fine in this because I wasn't sure how he was going to fit into it. I'm like, of all the people to bring back, of all the characters, what what's he doing in it? Um, I thought he worked very well, actually, as this sort of slimy, creepy bad guy, a little bit pantomime at times. But again, it did bring a bit of fun to it. And you, you, you know, when you get a festive special, you want a bit of fun as well. Mm-hmm. You know? course, and yeah. I think there wasn't a great deal of humour and stuff in this one, but... Um, you know, Jack was fun in it, and I think Robertson was the other end of that butt as well. I thought he was good in it. He definitely works better in it than he did in Arachnids in the UK. I just couldn't believe he got away again at the end because I keep <laughs> waiting for, keeps doing all these bad things, and I keep waiting for that Doctor moment when she tears a, you know, tears a strip off him and, and brings him down a peg, you know. And once again, she goes up to him and thought, "Here we go, give him, you know, give him five barrels." She doesn't. Yeah, she just I lets him go all. again. Yeah. And I yeah. suppose it's because we're possibly going to see him in series 13. I don't know. Maybe he's coming back, but I can't believe he got away again or that the doctor let him get away with it again. Cause that's one of the things that drove me crackers at the end of arachnids when, I mean, I don't like spiders, but you know, even I felt sorry for them 
suffocating at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, she's got to tear into Robertson. It's all his fault. She's got to, you know, give him some welly. And she just didn't do a thing. And again, it just is down to the writing. I thought, oh, you're making this doctor so weak. She doesn't even, like, dish out a punishment or nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I was waiting. I thought, this is it. This is why he's been brought back, because she's now going to give him some stick and she didn't she just let him go again yeah but um but yeah i liked him more in this i thought he i thought chris noss um was was good in this episode it needed him as well i think you know it needed him as the sort of likable if you like villain in the background just Mm -hmm. plotting all this stuff and getting it all wrong and yeah. yeah yeah he worked well i thought yeah and uh, Leo was good. Nathan Stewart Jarrett, I thought yeah, he was uh, kind of right. cool. Uh, we also had another, un- well, a bit of a shady character with uh, with Joe Patterson and the new Prime Minister Harriet Walter. So she was very much in cahoots with Robertson. She was like, you know, let's get this rocking and rolling. He's yeah. like, well, you know, you get this sort of sorted out, you're probably going to be the new Prime Minister and then we can roll it out properly. So there's a bit of an underhanded stuff. Bit of some underhanded stuff going on, and she's a bit shady, you know. I think that's Shibba's probably. It's a bit of a a metaphor for like you know, uh, politicians equals bad at the minute. You know, there's a lot of underhanded stuff going on, and a lot of stuff that's not quite right. So yeah. it's a bit of a difference from. So you remember um, what's her face, H- uh, Harriet Jones? Harriet Jones. Harriet yes, Jones. Yeah. Uh, she her character, although she did a couple of bad things. She knew exactly what she was doing, but she thought she was doing it for the right reasons. Uh, poor Harriet Jones. Yeah, I liked, I liked the character of Harriet Jones. And I thought um, Jo Patterson, obviously not as rounded in, in the characterization, but she was good in the good in the role, I thought. She really suited that part. Yeah. Um, and she wasn't really evil either. That's the thing. I From the trailer, you think she's going to be in on it and she's you know knows what the dance is going to do. But no, she's just, you know, she's just blinded by... Robertson telling her these are the future and that the was he saying the iPhone of security or something Some, weird. Yeah. So she she's wasn't a bit bad. of a no, she wasn't a bad person and um she gets killed, obviously, by the by the drone Daleks pretty quick. Um but yeah, she was good casting. I think she really suited that role. I've seen her in a few things, but yeah, she's good. I think mm. she's good in that. Yeah. Okay. So story stuff, uh, we pretty much touched on most of that. I do want to pick up on just quickly the departure of the companions. Yeah, we should talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Because this is one of the things that I was quite disappointed with, to be honest. Mm. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier around Chibber's really hyping this up as being very emotional and having tissues ready and all the rest of it. I think this is probably one of the most flattest, anticlimactic, just non event companion. I couldn't believe it, mate, at the end. No. <laughs> I honestly thought that at least one of them was going to die. I thought that was going to be a thing. I thought one of them was going to go. But all it was, really, and this is literally all it was, was the Doctor and Yaz are sort of giddy, excited, back together, ready to go back on adventures. All it is is literally, it's just, Ryan's like, no, nah, I'm good, I thanks. I want to be my mates. Yeah, no, nah, I'm good, thanks. So, yeah, I'm out of here. I'll see you later. And then um, Graham's like, actually, yeah, I'm good as well. And then the two of them go, and that that is literally it. There's quite a nice moment at the end when them two are spending time together and he's on his bike and 
yeah. and a little chat and stuff. And that's where you leave See them. Which Grace, is, don't forget Grace. Of Grace, of course, yeah. Of course, which is a yeah. lovely little moment and stuff. But yeah. the, the bit leading up to that, it was really not like... Uh, that was one of the things I was actually looking forward to. Like, you know, departure companions is typically either quite action-packed or it's emotional or whatever. But no, it was just the two of them in a nutshell saying, actually, Doc, I'm good. Yeah, uh, it's nice knowing you're all the best. Uh, yeah, see you later. Even though you're in the TARDIS, it could bring me back to this exact moment. I, I think I'll leave. Um, to, I think this is my perhaps my biggest problem with the episode. It is the ending. It, it, I think this is why it leaves me feeling indifferent. It, it leaves me feeling flat. Is because, um, like I said, you've had some good moments up to this point. We've had a bit of action. We've had Daleks fighting. It's all pretty good. And then you think you're building, you know, the endings should blow you away. Um, and it's kind of set up that you think they're going to die because Ryan even says, doesn't he, when they go off with Jack, right, so we just need to plant these bombs and not get killed. Yeah, that's it. So you think, oh, right, obviously one of them's going to get killed then. So you put that in and then they don't get killed. Um, I'll be honest with you, I I think I said a couple of podcasts back that, I, you know, it would be dramatic if one of them dies but i'd like to see chibnall come up with something a bit more imaginative than that because it's a bit like the soaps in it as soon as they want a dramatic special they just kill someone off so so i remember saying like it'd be good if maybe they don't die maybe chibnall finds some other way for them to leave but what i didn't expect was them to just go um i just want to be with my mates i'm off oh well i better come with you it was so flat and mm-hmm. I mean, I'd, I like you, I don't want to get too far down into the bashing of Chibnall's writing, but I really believe he just doesn't have the imagination to bring these episodes up to where they should be. You know, there's no spark or originality to his writing. It's just, um, so they need to go. I'll, I won't kill them because that's too obvious. So I'll just say they decide to leave. There's no imagination at all there. And that's yeah. why I just found the ending so... I was just when when it finished when the credits rolled I was like seriously is that it you know I I didn't necessarily want them to die but I wanted something and I am a big softy I actually in a weird way like television to move me to tears but you know what I mean I love for example the hologram speech in Partner of the Ways it's beautiful I've watched it I don't know how many times it makes me cry every single time and weirdly i feel happy for crying because it it moves me mm-hmm. it's a moving piece of writing and i cry quite easily um there are lots of scenes of doctor who where a little tear is bitch- yeah. i do I, i'm very easily moved <laughs> so the fact that i felt nothing with this goodbye is quite frankly shocking <laughs> you know and i genuinely did i'm not saying that to be cruel i'm not saying it for effect i genuinely they said goodbye the only thing i kind of liked was the four of them hugging and you get that shot of them together because and it was more the fact that i think i saw that as them as actors saying goodbye nothing to do with the characters i thought no that's them saying we started this journey together and you're you guys are leaving it was more of a sort of production thing that moved me there was nothing about the the characters leaving that moved me. Obviously, she says, my fam, you could see that kind of mile off, but I don't mind because that's her thing. And of course, she's going to say it at that moment. But personally, I found nothing for the characters leaving. And Bradley Walsh, Graham, a character I really like as well. 
it didn't, you know, I should be saying, oh, no, don't go, don't go, Graham, don't go. No, I wasn't bothered at all. In fact, was Bradley Walsh even in this episode? Because I don't even remember him, apart from, like, the little moment when Jack comes out and says, hello, Silver Fox, and he goes, hello, and one nice little moment there. Um, uh, what else did he do? He was There are scenes, once again, there are scenes when Graham and Ryan, I noticed this especially on second watch, they're just in the background looking bored to death. Mm-hmm. And it's their yeah. send-off episode, you know? Ryan was given a nice scene with the Doctor. I mean, as much as I think Ryan is such a bland, boring character, the the scene between him and the Doc was a nice scene, you know, when he's talking about... I mean, it does try and hammer home a message. It, you know, let's not get away from it. He's talking about change. Change is scary. <laughs> okay, we've got it. Doctor's all about change. We've got to move with this times. But it was a nice scene and it was much needed and we should have had more of that. Yeah, in this, definitely. You know, because mm-hmm. then I might have warmed towards Ryan. If we'd had more scenes like that between him and the Doctor, I might have actually felt something for the character. But my God, by the time they left, as I said, I like, I like Graham. I was sad to see him go, but I didn't feel anything. Ryan, I couldn't care less. I was like, get out the door. You're driving me crazy. You know, i got to go. I want to be with my mates. Well, go then. You know, he's such a boring character by the end and such a waste of a character because I quite liked him in Series 11, you know. I liked the relationship between Ryan and Graham and the fact they were building this awkwardness after Grace died. And it was interesting. But, gosh, once that fizzled out, he was done. So, I, I, yeah, just a really flat exit. Really flat and surprisingly so, I thought. Incredibly you know, flat, yeah, and that's incredibly flat, yeah, and that was a bit that was, um, I think most disappointing was that ending bit with those two going because, yeah, because, uh, I think it was just the way that that Tony Sin Cole was delivering his lines as well. Oh, it was almost like, yeah, I don't know, just not, there's nothing there, there was nothing to no. grab your heartstrings. I mean, it again, it. There are people out there that loved it. I know that. I saw some people post reactions on Twitter. They were in tears. I think if you invested in the fan, maybe you would have felt something towards it. I guess maybe I'm just not invested enough to to care that Ryan wanted to leave. But I I thought I would have felt something for Graham, though. I really did. I thought that might have just got me a little tear, especially New Year's Day when I'm a bit drunk. And I had a big bailing (laughs) as well, even though I was... No, I wasn't drunk, so I was hungover, I mean. You know, I'm hungover, but I'm I'm having a big Bailey's because Doctor Who's on. I thought it might it might have just pulled a little heartstring, but it didn't at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. No, I read you, mate. And I think um, Jodie's performance in that scene as well didn't help much because she didn't seem that bothered either. No, she you know, didn't, did she? Not really. I mean, she kind of had a bit of like her face change a little bit, and she had a bit of a drop in her voice and stuff. But oh, Chippers gives her another comedy line in the middle of an emotional scene doesn't he? he's like yes we got yes for Yaz got Yaz got one got one on yeah. board and it felt a bit forced as well like the whole group hub I, oh. I, know, I know that a lot of people like that but the group hug thing it just felt like you're trying to force an emotion out of an unemotional scene you know and then they're off and then that's it so I know man it's just but that's unfortunately the failings of Chibbers that's just it you know that whole scene could have had the country in floods of tears if it was if it was written in the right way but the fact that 
those characters, especially Ryan, like you said, Ryan and Graham, who have been so underused for quite a while now, you just don't yeah. form any emotional connection with them so that when it is their time to go, you're just like, oh, okay, bye then. I, I felt particularly sorry for Bradley Walsh in this episode. You know, his last episode, a big blockbuster in brackets, Dalek special, and he didn't get anything to do at all. Not really. I can hardly no. remember him in it. What did he do? I can't think of any scene. Uh, well, that's uh, the funny you know, bit And that's where... a shame because he's... Yeah, there's a funny bit where they turn up with, with, yeah, and he has a little, um, there's a bit of banter with Ryan, like we're bad boys sort of thing, and they do the fist bump and Ryan's just like, no. And that's really it. (laughs) You know, I can't remember another scene where, only at the beginning where they're inside the other TARDIS and Yaz is researching away and she's not giving up. And them two are like, look, you know, it's been 10 months, just we've got to move on sort of thing. Actually, that was good wasn't it the the stuff at the start we i think we should have had more of that yes um because when those three were together going out trying to solve the mystery that worked quite well didn't it three of them together mm-hmm. it's a bit like the good old times oh here they are until ryan's like oh remember us and all that but it, it it was good but it just goes out the window so quickly when the doctor comes back you know that's what i mean about another sort of thread that just didn't really go anywhere it's like, oh this mm-hmm. is good oh it's, it's done yeah. yeah and then so that's what i mean when i say it lets me a bit flat you got the jack just vanishing out of nowhere you got this sort of them just having enough because they're bored and they're leaving and that's yeah i think that's why by the end of the episode i was just a bit like oh it just left me very underwhelmed mm-hmm. unfortunately i think chip has wrote it in a way that he was relying on the actor's performances and the writing to sell those scenes to get people emotional but yeah you've you haven't done a good enough job of connecting with people over the past two series so what do you expect you can't just all like out of the blue all of a sudden have this big emotional goodbye it's just not going to work yeah there we go and then just lastly then jody's performance um just not too bad but uh, just the same as ever. Yeah, just like the odd couple of scenes where you feel like she's coming alive and you feel like, right, you know, she's in the zone. She's, you know, she's she's really good. But then, and I assume it's down to the writing again, it's just, I don't know, just flat a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, there's, like I said, I, I would agree with that. I'm not going to go into bashing Jodie, but it's just there's nothing new brought to the table here. It's just giving us exactly what she's given us in every other episode she's been in um yeah just flat i mean at one point uh jack mentions rose and you might expect just a little <laughs> twinge of a reaction from that because the doctor was heartbroken exactly when he left rose, yeah. and he's yep. seen her a couple of times since as we know nothing and again that is down to writing it should have been in the script you know even just a little awkward look of the doctor because jack's like yeah she's trapped in a parallel world or whatever and yaz is like what Yaz is really shocked. What's this? Who's this? Nothing from the Doctor. Nothing at all, um, no. So, again, I'll, I'll put it down to the writing rather than Jodie because there should have been something in the script that's saying, you know, reaction from the Doctor. Rose has just been mentioned, quite a big thing in the Doctor's life, but nothing. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, Jodie. I think, like I said, everybody warms to different Doctors. A lot of people love her. They think she's great. She, To me, she's just a bit flat. There's nothing 
every review I've seen of this, I've watched a few reviews on YouTube. One thing I noticed is nobody really talks about the Doctor or Jodie because she doesn't stand out. She doesn't yeah. elevate yeah. the episode in any way. She's just kind of there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, that's all I'm really going to say because I don't really want to get into bashing it. She's not bad. Like you said, it's a bit like the episode. She's fine, but she just should be standing out more in her performance for me anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's just not really doing anything for me as the Doctor particularly. Mm-hmm. No, I agree, mate. Totally agree. Well, yeah, let's not bash too hard. Just um, quickly before we wrap up, dude, we, we, what do you reckon to Yaz? Because we didn't really speak about Yaz. And to be fair, they have tried to big her up a little bit more in this episode. She's very feisty. She's <laughs> cross with the Doctor. Uh, possibly even fancying the Doctor. I don't know if they're going down that route, but you get a vibe. Uh, that They are going down that road, yeah. I think they are. Yeah. I think they are. But what did you think of Yaz in this? Because... Um, out of the three fams, I suppose she was probably the better one in this. She certainly got more to do, and she was fun when she was with Bradders. Um, so a little bit more interesting. Yeah, still nothing amazing there, but at least she was a bit more interesting in this one, I thought. Yeah, she was, actually. She was, um, yeah, she uh, purely because she had loads more to do, and she felt like she was more into the script and into the performance than the other two definitely trying to give more yeah Yeah. and uh, the whole doctor relationship thing you can tell that that's going to be a thing because jack picks up on it immediately yeah their conversation when they're in japan and then walking towards the factory you can tell because he's like oh yeah yeah i can't exactly what he says but you know the way he's talking to her it's like i've been there i get what you're feeling you know i can see what you're feeling sort of thing so they don't explicitly say it but, you know, he's like, you just have to take it with what it is. You know, traveling with the doctor's amazing, but you don't get to decide yeah, when that's it stops nice, and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's a nice line. I liked that bit. That's mm-hmm. what I mean. There were good moments like that. Yeah, um, yeah I think that they're, they're definitely going there. It was just interesting to see. I like the fact she's been living in the TARDIS and she doesn't even know what day it is. You know, she's been sleeping in there trying to solve stuff. And mm-hmm. it was just good to see her getting a bit more to do because obviously she is following through to series 13. Um, so we definitely need some development there and it looks like they're at least trying. And like you said, I think Mandip at least felt like she was giving something. I mean, Tosin, I'm sorry. He just <laughs> felt like he couldn't care less. It felt like it felt like he couldn't wait to leave. I mean, that scene of him sat on the sofa looking bored. I wasn't sure if that was Ryan or Tosin. It just, <laughs> there was nothing from him. At least, um, Mandip Gill was Yaz was, you could tell she was really trying to get into this story and, and give something. Um, so I hope we see more of that. I really do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then just lastly for me, very, very lastly, um, I'm hoping, and this is no, I'm I'm sorry to throw shade, I really am, but I hope, <laughs> I'm hoping that they replace um, Segan Akinola next series with a new composer because as much as I like the whole ethereal, you know, music in the background and stuff like that i'm just not remembering any music from any episode mate like when i watch an episode of a a murray episode i'm like humming the tune afterwards or like i'm you know whatever i listen to it on spotify whatever any of the music really from sagan i'm just not i just don't remember any music from any of the episodes and this is the same thing it's like there's the music's good don't get me wrong but i feel like we're really missing like these big bombastic themes that Murray used to come up with that really enhanced some of the 
the scenes and stuff. It's all just very background music, atmospheric yeah. stuff, you know. So as much as I love Sagan and appreciate and you know all of his music and stuff, mega talented, love it, but it's just not working for me in Doctor Who. It's just background music. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I must admit, I don't think I don't think Chibnall will get rid of him. I think he'll stick with him always for his run. Um, I, I do kind of agree with you. It's there's there's a scene at the start when they've got the Dalek, and you get that same low hum music that he's used in so many episodes. And as soon as I hear it now, I'm like, oh, because it <laughs> it's such a boring sound. It's I'm not even saying I'm not even it's not even music. It's just a sort of atmospheric. I don't know how to explain it, but you, um, hopefully you know the bit of music I mean. So there's the scene where the two people are talking about the, the Daleks that they brought back from Resolution, and she's like, oh, what is it, and, oh, yeah. and all that sort of thing. And the guy who gets killed, it's the scene mm-hmm. between him and that woman in the warehouse, and it's like this mm, mm, droney <laughs> background music that's been used so much. So it, basically they've said, like, okay, this is a quiet scene, we just need some background here. Oh, I know, yeah, stick on that track. And it just it brings me down straight away because it's such a boring theme <laughs> that it makes the scene boring. Yeah. So I know what you mean. I mean, there are bits in it when the Daleks are kicking off, and I think we got some quite cool action music. And I think the bit with the protesters, there was a bit of action music. And I thought, oh, okay, Segan's doing his thing. He's mixing it up a bit. So there were moments like that. But I agree with you. Over, overall, it's, um, it's not trying anything new and he's still using the same sounds i think that's mm-hmm. the thing murray would if you think about heaven sent would throw in a little eighties synth oh where'd that come from in the middle of a orchestral oh, what's that what what's murray dug out there you know he would try new things whereas i feel with segan he's just doing the same thing over and over again and it mm-hmm. it is getting boring yeah. i have to be honest yeah with murray we had like a mix of orchestra synths vocal stuff yeah with loads of different things and the dalek theme was unmistakable like boom 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 yeah with segan you get the feeling that that he's just sat uh, with a keyboard at a computer making sounds and starting the odd drum beat and all you know it just it sounds very clinical to me and i've I've got bored of it very quickly yeah yeah it's clinical but it's also quite generic, though. I feel like generic, you could take yeah. this music, put it in a Lost in Space episode or a Stranger Things episode, and it would still work. Yeah. It would work, you know. It doesn't feel uniquely Doctor Who to me. And uh, and I hate saying that because, you know, Segan, he's a really talented composer. He's really good. You can tell that. But just the stuff that's being used is just very forgettable, very generic, you know. Like, I cannot sit here... And hum a lot, like I can't recreate in my head any of the music from any of the Jodie era stuff. Whereas I can reel off 25 different songs from the Murray era now if I wanted to, you know, that's the difference. So it's, I don't know. I don't want to end no, on a bummer, but you know. No, it's true. And also, the, one of the first tweets I saw after this episode was from um, Silver Screen, who do the soundtracks, saying, soundtrack available from tomorrow. And now, if that had been anything from the Murray Gold era, I'd have been like, oh, "I'm get, I'm downloading that. That's <laughs> going on tomorrow." I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to, you know, mm. I just wouldn't want to put it on because it would bore me. If anything, it would depress me. I think because <laughs> it, it's just sound. And I, I agree with you. I'm not digging Segan because he is talented and 
he's a good composer at what he does. But for me personally, it's not something I want to sit and listen to, even in the background. There's just nothing there to grab me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will end on a positive. Go on, let's do a positive (laughs) one. Come on. I'm just looking through my notes just to see if there's anything I've missed. I mean, to be honest, there is quite a lot to talk about in this episode. I'm sure I'll think of stuff after we finish, but you know, we want to let's, let's wrap up. But I did like, if there was one thing I did like in the leaving scene, uh, I did like the bit where the doctor said two hearts, one happy, one sad. Oh, that was I thought, cool, actually. I yeah. thought it was a nice line. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we bashed Chibber's right in it, and I think rightly so. I think he rehashed a heck of a lot of <laughs> other people's ideas in this. I didn't see much originality from him, but again, occasionally he comes out with a nice line like that, and I think, oh, that was good. So I did like that. Yes, two that hearts, was nice. one happy, one sad. That's a very nice, um, very nice line. <laughs> yeah, no, that was cool, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, scores on the doors then. Who's going to go first? Oh, you go first. I'll I'm go finding first. this hard to score. Uh, it's easy for me, mate. This is a five. A five. Right down the middle for me. And I hate giving things a five. I'd oh, rather give it a yeah. six or a four, but I honestly can't give it anything other than that, dude. No. I, the first time I watched it, I thought it was a six. And I'm sort of a, oh, I don't know. Because it comes back to what you said. Um, I'm so indifferent about it. I don't know what to score it. It's not good. It's not bad. <laughs> Is it? A, I'm sort of six point five seven. Um, I'll go with a seven. Seven. I've been, yeah, yeah I've probably been a little bit generous, but I don't think it's bad. And I think anything under a seven for me is is bordering on bad. <laughs> so I'll go with seven. A bit generous, but yeah. Okay. I think there's a lot worse. I'm sure I've rated stuff like arachnids and stuff under a seven, and I don't think this is anywhere near as bad as that. I just don't think it's particularly good. So I'll go over seven. That's what I put. Fair dues, bud. Yep. It is hard to score this one, though, I think. No, no, it is. Well, to a degree. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okie dokie. Uh, what did our awesome listeners think? Happy first show of 2021 from Senior Dishrag. Drashic, drashic, uh, that keeps happening every single time. Anyways, you say you want a revolution. Good Beatles song, but that's not the one. Revolution of the Daleks, yeah. Honestly, uh, I don't really have too much to say about it. I think this one's just a fun Dalek romp with some good direction, some nice isolated scenes, and... Yeah, good performances all round, I would say. So, there we go. But I suppose, uh, it, you know, in general, I just hope you guys are well and that you're staying safe and that um, you have a you have a good first show of 2021. That That's the main thing. So, yeah. Thank you guys for inviting Senor Dishrag, Drashig, Drashig Adam onto, the, onto here and uh, hope to speak to you guys soon. Hi guys, hope you're both well, hope you had a fantastic Christmas and a happy new year. So, Revolution of the Daleks, what did I think of this one? It was okay, it wasn't anything good, and it wasn't bad either. For me, it was just okay. It spread out. The storyline was spread out too thin. Did we really need Daleks again? I would have rather had another story, a story of the Doctor just trying to get out of the prison, the great escape in space. That would have been a perfect uh, idea for me, not Daleks again. Um, too many characters... 
uh, a common problem with Chris Chibnall's writing. Far too many characters. I mean, Jack, Captain Jack, as much as I love him, did he really need to come back? Not really. He was just there as a plot device just to get the Doctor out of the prison. Um, the highlight for me, really, was Chris Noth as Jack Robertson. A surprise, really, because I can't stand arachnids in the UK. And the idea of a character coming back from that story just put dread into me. But, to be fair, he made me laugh a couple of times. I enjoyed his performance. Uh the weak point for me, really, the main weak point was Jodie Whittaker again. Uh, not all her fault, silly lines, but the way she delivers them as well. Just not for me, I'm afraid. All in all, this story, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Cheers, guys. Speak to you next week. Bye. Hey, Gary and Adam, Sam is here. Happy New Year! So, Revolution of the Daleks. I watched this with a small gathering of the fan club. January is a fairly quiet month for us. The ones I spoke to must have seen something in it I didn't because they liked it. All power to them. I didn't. I thought Captain Jack was great, not utilised enough. Jack Robinson was good, surprisingly. The Daleks were great, but towards the end they lost their way. The prison was underutilised and I could go on, but I haven't enough time. It boils down to this. The Chibnall era is just not for me. It really isn't. I just want Chibnall to leave and 13 to regenerate. I had hope to feel different, but there you go. Four space jars out of ten. See ya. Hello, Gary Adam. Hope you had a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and that you enjoyed the Doctor special. Revolution of the Daleks was good. Say what you will about Chris Chibnall's writing, but I think he's very good at writing Dalek stories. I think Resolution was one of the best Dalek stories since the series returned. This is still good, but not as good. It's great to see Jack back and his interaction with the 13th Doctor, and Graham Ryan's exit was physically handled and executed. I think the Daleks are pretty threatening. But I think the ideas and themes have a lot of potential, but fail to be properly expanded upon and concluded in a satisfying way. As much as George Whitaker was still great as the Doctor, it was a massive missed opportunity that we didn't see her struggle with her loneliness and her state of mind. I like her version of the character, but the script seemed to unfortunately misuse her. But I do think it's one of Chibnall's best scripts. One day I'll come back. Yes, until then there must be no reviews except Revelation of the Daleks, which I enjoyed, but I didn't think it was great. It was it was a perfectly enjoyable episode, good pace, Jodie was fantastic, I really like uh, she settled into the role nicely i'm really enjoying that um but it was more about the fam and and the tardis team than it was about what i wanted which was you know a rollicking good adventure that's just what i want at this time of year with everything going on i just want a, a, a cracking adventure and i'm more enjoying the classics at the moment because of that than i am new who and that's a shame but that's just me um but other than that, it was it was good stuff, you know. I didn't like I don't like the, the, the Donald Trump type character. His accent has also mysteriously disappeared. I think I don't know where that went. Um, the Daleks, you know, okay, that's that's fine. I like the body horror thing they, they set up with Resolution. They continued here. That was good. Love the scene between Jack and Yaz. That was great. Uh, I'm glad she's staying on because she really she really has come into her own. She's a um, a great character, and I, I like to see um, how that develops. Um, and I think that's all I can say, really. So everybody take care and uh, cheers for now. Hi, guys. Hope you've had a really good Christmas and New Year. 
Okay, Revolution of the Daleks, the pros. John Barman, as Captain Jack, slaughtered in with relative ease. He's an absolute legend. I enjoyed the breakout scene and thought um, the clips with, you know, the weeping angel, etc. was pretty cool. I also liked the references to Rose and Gwen. And on top of that, I really liked the black and red Dalek drone colour scheme. I thought that was pretty cool. On the flip side, the cons with regards to Daleks, I thought there should have been a special type of Dalek leader for the pure Daleks. I didn't like the characterization of Yaz. Why should the Doctor have to apologise if she's been in prison for 10 months? I don't really get that. I thought the departure scene for Ryan and Graham was a bit wooden. And let's be honest, they didn't really do much in the actual story. And also, I really dislike the fact that they mentioned the Timeless Child arc, which has been an absolute disaster. And John Barman didn't get a proper goodbye scene. Come on, it's Captain Jack after all. Like, come on. For a current era Doctor Who story, it wasn't the worst. For a Doctor Who story overall, it wasn't great. So I'm going to give it a six. Cheers. Sorry to keep bleating on, but there's one more thing I would like to add. I'm always an advocate of previous companions and monsters and villains from previous series coming back. And I always think that it does help with the transition of a new Doctor coming in. And that's something that Jodie Whittaker's first series lacked big time. And I think if they had brought back some classic monsters or companions in her first series, it really would have helped with the transition for this era. That being said, I feel like now I'm wondering have they realised we need to do that and it's too little too late they've brought jack back you know they've brought the daleks back they've brought the cyberman back they've brought the master back for me some of these things should have happened in her first series which has happened for all the doctors there's either been a previous companion or a recurring character or a monster that has came back from every single regeneration there has been that and there hadn't been for hers and i feel like they missed a the trick with that and it's too little too late now but anyway i'm bleating cheers Hi, it's Josh here. Just wanted to say Happy New Year to all Whovians. So, Revolution of the Daleks. It was good to see Captain Jack back after the short bit in Fugitive of the Jadoon, and he brought energy to the episode. It was also good seeing all the different monsters in the prison. It was great to see Bronze Daleks back again and see them destroy the new ones. I was relieved to see that Yaz is staying because she's my favourite out of the three companions. Can't wait to see John Bishop as the new companion. Overall, it was a good story and it was better than last year's. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I really enjoyed this episode. It really focuses on the Doctor-Companion relationship. It's explored through some real emotional scenes. I like the one with Yaz and Jack, who I might just had, have an amazing relationship. Their chemistry is so good. Also, the scene between the Doctor and Ryan on the steps of the TARDIS is Tosin's best performance as Ryan on Doctor Who. I found him and Jodie really mature and it was a pause the episode needed. Yaz was a standout in this episode. I feel like the chips is really pushing Mandip to almost own the scene. This is particularly evident when Jack mentions Rose and Yaz's face is one of disbelief, almost as though she's coming to the realisation that one day her travels with the Doctor will end. Also, Jodie's really starting to feel like the Doctor now. She's starting to show some really real vulnerability but strength too. The music's made for some incredibly tense scenes. Jack was great. Jack Robinson was slightly cringe in moments but bearable. However, the, the directing where the scenes were cut quickly was a little bit jarring. Graham and Ryan's exit was incredibly well done, especially when Jodie stops Graham from leaving and they huddle together. And she marks the words, my fan, which yes, was a growing moment, but it was inevitable and we knew it was all coming, so we have to deal with it. And at the same time, it does slightly work. The bit that, make, that put me in tears was Grace appearing, almost like a guardian angel. Graham's face just told a thousand words, and Ryan riding on his bike tied up his night arc nicely. 
Gwen got Gwen got a mention, which is really good. Jack stayed on Earth. Does that mean a possible talk to return? And I found the SAS Daleks really interesting. And I felt it could have been more of a civil war between them and defence drones. Overall, I'd give this episode a 9 out of 10. Thank you. Hi guys, here's my short review of the Revolution of the Daleks special. I must say I'm pretty impressed with it overall. Uh, great visuals, great script and all the regulars on top form. It's great to see the return of Captain Jack. Let's hope he comes back for the new series going forward. I uh, love the interaction with him and Yaz, who for me was great throughout. I'm still not a fan of the use of the famous London landmarks for the storytelling, along with the news footage as it tends to be a bit naff, but didn't spoil it too much for me overall. Uh, the highlights for me are when the Doctor reels the Daleks into the spare TARDIS and the subsequent taunting of them as a hologram before their demise, and also the parting scenes with Graham and Ryan, the group hug and the heartbreaking reaction from the Doctor after they've left. All in all, it was definitely worth the wait for me and I'll give it a solid 9 out of 10. Cheers! Hi Gary, hi Adam, it's Lee here. So, Revolution of the Daleks. Overall, I enjoyed the episode, however I have noticed a few flaws on rewatch. For a Dalek-based episode, they weren't in it enough, and the Civil War scene, which was great, only lasted 5 minutes. It was great to see Captain Jack back after 11 years, and I loved the references to Rose and Gwen. I hope the Gwen mention teases a tortured return. Yaz was great in this episode, especially with Jack, but the departure of Ryan and Graham was disappointing, as it was built up to be a tearjerker. Jack Robertson was okay, but I feel he did not need to be there, and that was a big problem for me, as I felt there was too many characters in the episode. The scenes with the Doctor in jail were great, I liked the villain cameos, but I wish he was in there a lot longer, and the episode to be Doctor Light. Despite this, Jodie was good in this, and her interaction with Jack was amazing. Overall, I'd give this episode an 8 out of 10. Cheers guys, see you next week. Thank you so much to all of our audio reviewers there. I hope you enjoyed listening to what uh, those guys had to say. I think overall, uh, a bit of a mixed bag actually in certain respects. Um, we had a couple of um, uh, we had a couple of eights in there. We had a couple of uh, fives and stuff. So um, a bit of a mixed bag. Some people liking it. Some people really really liking it. So um, yeah, thank you very much to those guys. I'm going to rattle through some of the tweets and. Uh, Facebook socials. We've got loads of them, so I can't read them all out, but I'm going to rattle through. Uh, Thomas Aaron Meehan says, I only watched it once. It was enjoyable. It could have been better. Dr. Jack and Yaz for once were great. It was fun seeing past monsters in the prison. Ryan and Graham's exit was underwhelming. One or both should have been killed. Uh, <laughs> sort of looking forward to Series 13. Yeah. Uh, Tin and Sonic uh, say, Revolution had the makings of a brilliant Dalek story, but instead was dragged down by the companion drama. Jack felt underused and Graham and Ryan's exit left no impact. Uh, a five out of ten. Uh, Reese Gallifrey Forever 97 hey. uh, says, I love the special. Uh, it was a great sequel to Resolution. High-paced action mixed with emotional scenes. Uh, the Who fan in me loved all the Daleks versus Dalek scenes. And Graham and Ryan's exit felt natural with a rewarding end scene. Okay, Reese. Okay. Mm. Cool, cool. liked it. Uh, Rick Moran from the Dwass. Uh, the main characters are a highlight. Uh, the dialects are effective uh, but more importantly it was just a lot of fun uh, no particularly incredible event or moment but it all comes together uh, thoroughly gives it a six yeah, okay. uh, doof 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 <laughs> says uh, fairly boring poorly written as per recent series should have got a shot of uh, should have got rot of <laughs> should have got shots of the lassie companion and the guy but kept Walsh uh, still pish will remain that way till Chibnall gets to 
beep. Oh dear. Oh dear, not a fan. Doof, 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 not liking it. Uh, the Doctor Who Show podcast. Uh, very good podcast, those guys, down in Australia. Uh, they say, lovely to see Jack back. Graham is barely used. Yaz continues to be bigged up from the end of series, series 12. Once they knew she was continuing on and needed her to seem more important and useful than she'd been for two series. Mm. Mm. Story-wise, a script edit away from being quite good, a seven. Seven. Jessica, awesome Jess, says, I really enjoyed it. Loved having Jack back, even for a little while. Going to Miss Ryan and Graham. Uh, I liked how Ryan had grown up over his time. Uh, during his time uh, looking forward to a new companion would be nice to see just Yaz and a doctor by themselves though eight out of ten mm-hmm. our writer Jordan Shortman uh, while it was brilliant to see Jack back he wasn't in it as much as the marketing would suggest otherwise it was a good story the Daleks were easily defeated but there was something Moffat about it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I kind of get that uh, Max Max Cat 36 uh, enjoyed it overall good use of the Daleks nice to see some old monsters back however forced it might feel, uh, though there was quite a few plot holes. Yeah, well, just a few. Such as, why was the Doctor in prison? Who was the woman who drugged killed the man at the beginning? Yeah. And I also heard there was a Torchwood-related one that I didn't catch that, though. I think that might have been the Gwen Cooper uh, thing. I felt the ending was a bit rushed, uh, and that Chibbers, yet again, is not doing his actors their full potential. Six out of ten. Mm. Titan Sci-Fi Tom good to see Captain Jack rescue the Doctor Daleks on Daleks great episode 8 out of 10 Uh, Sam Dooley Uh, I like the ones with the scenes with Jodie in the prison but it wasn't enough she states that she spent decades in the prison and her personality remains the same no darker than before Yeah. Jack felt like he didn't really need to be there past the jailbreak scene either Uh, she goes on to give it a or he goes on to give it a 4 out of 10 Chippy T it's the Xmasep there's no excuse that's no excuse, just an observation. Uh, a good fun romp with old friends and enemies. We're building to the future with or without Jody. Fandom always kills the one it loves. Mm. Uh, up the Doctor, up the podcast, up the addicts. Happy New Year to us all, 8 out of 10. Happy New Year. <laughs> Brighter Moon, Neil, said it was a solid episode. Having Jack back was definitely the highlight and the chemistry with 13 was really great. The story was good, but as ever, some of the writing was a bit iffy. Goes on to give it a 6. Mm-hmm. Rotide, long time no review. Uh, I remember you, Rotide, actually. Yeah. Where have you been? Yeah. Uh, glad <laughs> I'm back listening to the show. A brief review was I loved it. Apart from the horribly written final scene with Graham and Ryan, it was outstanding. By far wow. the best episode of Jody's era yet. Crikey. My word. Gives it an 8.7543 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Edward Gillooly, I was surprised uh, this was such a sequel to Resolution, which was a more entertaining one than this. But it yeah, was okay with yeah. But it was okay with pure Daleks versus mutants. It rehashed some of the ideas from Daleks in Manhattan, which is not a good thing. Glad Ryan's left. Six out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Blair Donnelly says, "Loved having Jack back. I like him far better in Who than Torchwood. Uh, wanted more prison scenes. Sad to see Graham and leave the fam. Loved Jack Robertson as a hero. Quote unquote. Uh, was clever and makes the viewer hate him even more. Six out Great. of ten. Uh, a last few now. Our good friend Morgan. Uh, I found it to be just a standard romp. It's okay, but nothing to write home about. Love the happy ending for Graham and Ryan. Even if they weren't my favourites, it was fun having Jack back. Yeah, just pretty meh for a sequel, for a special, sorry. Five criminal patings out of ten. <laughs> oh, the pating was back. The pating was back. I Yay. I can't believe we got it. Awesome. Uh, 
Doctor Who Home. <laughs> I really enjoyed this. It was a nice return to the adventure programme I fell in love with. Maybe a little too simple with definite pacing issues, but all in all, uh, it was same as a, as it was a joy to see Jack back. He's no bigger and better things. Here's the bigger and better things. Okay. Sarah Louise, the running Whovian. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It was engaging and well-paced. Jodie's Doctor was great. Jack seemed less cocky. And it was great to see Yaz give him uh, short shrift. Uh, I won't miss Ryan, but we'll miss Graham. Yeah. Let's see what John Bishop, as Dan, brings to the party. Dan. Eight out of ten from Sarah. David Price, I loved the red and black Daleks. Reminded me of the first Order colours in Star Wars. Yes, it did. It did indeed. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And lastly, Brian Chapman. Beautiful, funny and scary, but didn't quite land on all fours. Captain Jack and Yaz made for an awesome duo. Seven flying mutant Daleks out of ten. Sweet. And uh, I'm going to rattle a few, just a quick a few on Facebook. Dan Hickey um, says, Dan Hickey says, it was okay. Lots of the episode was pretty predictable. Loved yeah. seeing Jack, but it was uh, just uh, fanfare, really. Story uh, would have been fine if his character wasn't there. Uh this has been my this has been the first Who story that I did not fall fell anyway emotionally with the companions leaving, which makes me give this episode a generous four. From Dan okay. Joseph Howarth, uh, that was a pretty good special right there. Really like the references to previous stuff. Captain Jack was awesome. Uh, the ending I felt a bit rushed though, which is about the only nitpick with this special. Otherwise, eight out of ten. Okay, Matt Searson, I loved it. My favourite episode from Jodie's era was smiling all the way through. Great start to the year, 8 out of 10. Charlie Turner, without giving away too much about it at this moment in time, I would say it was a slow start but got interesting as the story went along. A pretty good 8 out of 10. Right. Dean Jones, a solid special. Jodie was good. Great to have John Barrowman back. Uh, the Daleks themselves are really great. How 13 solves the story. Genuinely clever. As for flaws, pacing, the Doctor out of prison too early. And... Uh, and I did appreciate the full circleness of Ryan and Graham. As an overall Dalek story, I preferred this uh, and gives it an 8 out of 10. Yeah, nice. Lewis Palmer, really great fun. Lots of heart. The exit for Graham and Ryan really was wonderfully understated. And I hope we don't touch those characters again for a while. Honestly, yeah. it was really fun Doctor Who to kick off 2021. Chloe Anderson thought it was good. However, could have been better. I like the references to previous characters such as Rose and Gwen and the appearances of an Ood and Weeping Angel were also good cameos. Um, I also noticed the same line used from Utopia in Series 3 between the Doctor and Jack again. Mm -hmm. Lazy writing or another reference for a longer-term fan? Question mark. You decide. Yes. Uh, Lawrence Baxter enjoyed this one. Uh, lots to mull over in the episode no means perfect but some great moments and performances 7.5 Toby Coleman a good episode that had potential for more good things include Barrowman Yaz and Jack Robinson uh, I also like the Daleks just exterminating people on the other hand Graham and Ryan's departure felt a bit flat 7, point, uh, sorry, 7 out of 10 7 out, 7 out of 10 Disco Daleks <laughs> and lastly Mark Harrison uh, more of a drama than an adventure surely it could have been about the Jadoon chasing the Doctor. I like the fact that they didn't kill the companions, just lots of normal people. So over on Facebook, people loving this a lot more than Twitter. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of love out there for it. Defo, yes. We also had a review over on email from those guys over at the Wandering Slovene uh, podcasters and bloggers. Thank you very much for sending this over on email, guys. Um, so there's three 
Three dudes over there. The first one is Joe. He said, I thought the episode was very good and had many great moments. However, there were also a few letdowns. I thought the prison escape was far too quick. And Jack, uh, I'm ready for the booing. Wasn't uh, very good in the episode. I love John Barrowman, but I don't feel he was. Sorry, Chibs, written very well. Oh dear. The callbacks were a bit forced as well. The talk with Ryan and the Doctor were good. And the Doctor was great overall. The ending was good. And Cameo Monsters were a nice touch. Chibs nearly joins in with fans with the putting. And you're doing it, mate, being at the end. A 6.5 from Joe. Samuel says Revolution of the Daleks is a decent special with some great performances. Jodie Whittaker and Tosin Cole especially. Captain Jack was a decent addition and I don't think they used him to his full potential. Something was off about both the writing and the acting of Yaz. And Graham was well Graham. The exit was nice and the actual Dalek story was pretty great, but uh, bar the shockingly rushed ending. Overall, a step in the right direction, but still many things to improve. A seven. And lastly, Raf says, Revolution of the Daleks is a fine story with great character stories and an interesting story overall, although certain aspects seem unnecessary. I enjoyed it, but would not rush back anytime soon. A seven out of ten. Thank you very much, guys, over at the Wandering Stathene. Uh Right, buddy. Uh, sorry, thank you very much to all of our listeners who have sent in audio clips and have tweeted and Facebooked. Very much appreciate your time doing that. It's awesome. So for next week, bud, what have we got for review? Yeah, so next week we're back to Sarah Jane Adventures and it's an episode called Lost in Time. Lost in Time. Hmm. Lost okay. in Time. I can't time. remember the trailer now. can't remember what this one was. But anyway, Sarah Jane should be cool. Yeah. Aren't they in period dress and everything? can't remember watching uh, it yeah i can't yeah i think so yeah. but yeah cool back to sarah jane next week which will be good and i think after ultimately failing miserably to give you a much shorter show we're over two hours so <laughs> i we? think we're gonna wrap there yeah we're, we're gonna wrap there for 294 bud all righty Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us back in the new year and sticking with us for another week as we rattle through a bit of the big news issues in Doctor Who over the past week or so. Mainly around uh, these rumours. Have to remember it's not confirmed yet that Jodie's leaving, but a rumour that Jodie's leaving the show and John Bishop jumping on board as a new companion, which is confirmed and official. So the BBC can confirm some things. They can do it when they want to. They just decide not to, I guess. But there we go. Thank you so much again to all of our listeners who have sent in audio clips. It's been great listening and reading to what you guys think of Revolution. After Daleks, as Adam said, next week we are back to the Sarah Jane Adventures, Lost in Time, so get your DVDs out and get those watched because we will be asking for your reviews as always. In the meantime, remember to head over to our website, bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk, All of our episodes are on there, plus all of the cool reviews and articles from our writing team are there as well. We review tons of uh, Big Finish over there, as well as sort of retro stories and books and whatnot, and uh, some other articles about what our writers think about various things about Doctor Who. So head over there. Um, We're on the socials too, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Come and join in and interact with us over there. We have a free Discord server as well. All the links to all that stuff is on the website. Come and join the Discord and chat and hang out and talk Doctor Who. 
And uh, if you want to subscribe to our show, you can do that on whatever podcast app you get your podcast on. Just do a search for the Big Blue Box podcast or find the link to those uh, apps and networks on the website. Uh, we'd love to have you as a sub so you won't miss a show when it lands every single Friday. And uh, if you've got a minute or two to leave a review, that'd be awesome as well on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts because that helps us out. Loads and loads. Uh, also, check out my co-host channel over on YouTube. It is The Geek's Handbag. <laughs> yes, indeed. I'm also on all the socials. Love the socials. Come and have a chat on he Insta, is indeed. Twitter, everywhere. <laughs> you won't shut him up either. No. If you follow, yeah. So, uh, yeah, come and uh, follow Adam over on YouTube. Go and subscribe and then follow him on the socials as we chat plenty of who. It's all good. Right, until next week for 295, my name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember... Eh... Eh...